All right, how we doing? Just want to take a second of your time before we start today's episode, and I want to tell you about our Patreon. Um, Patreon is a, a tool that we use to financially support this podcast. For as little as £3 a month, you can support us and what we do. Uh, it pays towards our travel, um, our editing time, um, recording equipment, making things better, essentially, for the podcast. Um, but in return, we give you at least one bonus episode per month early access to uh, the public episodes which you're watching now so you get these a couple of days early and also as well i'll be giving away all my tracks on there um so if you if you subscribe for three pounds a month you might get 10 pounds worth of tracks every track that i produce will be going on that on on the um, patreon page so for as little as three pounds you can support the cause um you won't even notice it going out your bank sign up now at patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh. That is patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh. You know you're a fucking belter. Nice one. This is the It's Time to Refresh podcast with Brad Refresh. The podcast about life, music, traveling, shit, literal shit that is, and weird and wacky stories with Brad and a range of guests from the planet Earth. Feel free to share the pod with your pals, your mom, your neighbor's dog, or even your shrink. It's all fun. You can follow our Facebook group called It's Time to Refresh Community or It's Time to Refresh on Instagram. Write into the pod, ask questions, and share your stories. Enjoy the pod. Uh, back once again with another podcast this is episode 40 of the it's time to refresh podcast and on this one we've got a guest who i've tried to get on for ages but he's just fucking dodged me the whole time it's uh i've had his brother chris on chris lockie has been on twice now this is al um and, (laughs) and the thing is right um there's going to be something very distinctive, which I'll, I'll explain. Well, that one of them speaks in a really broad Scottish accent, and the other one's pure Cumbrian Mara, so... I'm not calling it. I've had this conversation a million I, times. Well, we moved here when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't too young. Yeah. So what's the age difference between you? It's three years. Three, there's three years, but, like, he's, he's held on look to man, that, like... Look, man, if you want that, I can fucking pet it on for you. Don't worry. Does <laughs> 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 you actually sound like him, yeah. same tone? I think it's just all like, um, our kid goes training with Dave Stroud, and then we're like, every time I see Dave, we'll have a little bit of a crack in that, and he says, you impression of your brother's Bob on? I'm like, I fucking should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You fuck around, would he be enough? Ah, yeah. We so, shared an apartment once that we both never lived in at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to get into it straight away and just ask how you're doing on that. I know I've talked off pod on that, mm-hmm. but how's oh, it going? All right, good, yeah. Happy stop being for a long time, man. Yeah, that's good. It's I, good to that, hear. I had to stop drinking for that to happen, though. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the thing is, as well, like I was telling you before, man, like, drank, didn't drink for like 10 weeks. I was unemployed, and I was just found I was just drinking just for the sake of it, man. And, like, as soon as I stopped drinking, like, a couple of weeks in, man, I um, I didn't realize people could feel that good for that long. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm normally, like, you get into a routine with drinking in that way, like, You'll be drinking at the weekend and you'll hammer a load of booze and you'll be rough as fuck and that'll last till maybe Tuesday. And then you've got like Wednesday, Thursday, man, and I don't drink through the week. Yeah. I never have much. I don't like going to school rough in the morning, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and um because it's hard enough for me to get there on a normal day. Big shout out to our Chris's bed, Rachel, who knows about that. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hard enough for me to get there anyway, so to be there and be rough horrible, but 
after like the third week one, I realised that like um, I didn't realise people could feel that good. So like most of my depression and anxiety um, symptoms, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not the be all and end all of it, but most of my depression and anxiety symptoms are brought on I found by alcohol and yeah. uh, weekend abuse, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't realise people could feel that good for that long. Oh, fucking 10 or, 10 or 12 weeks, because you get into that cycle where you feel shit on the Monday and Tuesday, and it gets to like Thursday, like, I feel great, we should have a drink. Yeah. And it's like, no, well, now I'll only drink, as we were saying before, like, if I want to be with the people, people who I love and people who love me, and if it's going to be worth feeling like shit. Yeah. Because, like, let's face it, man, sometimes you do, you, you do it, just like we were saying before, man, just because there's a fucking why in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, my mum told me not to swear as much today. <laughs> Is that what she's warned you said? Yeah, yeah, I'm really worried about you calling it out. You know, you swear a lot. Oh, fucking hell, sorry, man. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, we were talking off off, uh, off the pod and we said, your mum's very like like She's a character, isn't she? Oh, my mum like, is the... My mum's the second oldest of six children, but my mum is in charge. We, yeah. When we were kids in Scotland growing up, we'd be... Like, we, where we lived, it's like, my mum's house, my auntie Barbara's house. My auntie Carol and Uncle David's house, my nana lived around the corner. So we were always together as close, kids. Close community. And like, you'd hear like, uh, we'd be, kid, be at parties and stuff, and the adults would be downstairs drinking, and we'd only be like five or six, and there's loads of us, man, because my mum's got that many, but I've got loads mm. of cousins. Which is weird, I'll tell you about that in a minute, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd be at parties, and nothing like, you know, kids would be making a racket and fucking jumping about and stuff. And my auntie Linda would come upstairs, and you kids have got to fucking pack that in. Like, I got it, whatever. And then next thing you know, that would carry on, and then you'd hear, oh, fuck, Auntie Mine's coming up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, uh, you don't fuck with Myra. <laughs> class, like, mm. class. So we were talking about podding that, and we were saying that, like, obviously you're doing the stuff with the four-player lads mm-hmm. and, and what that like, recently, mm-hmm. but you haven't been doing much of DJing. No. On, your, on your own no um, I mean oh man the, the four play stuff I like and, and but it's not my favourite thing to do it's not my favourite genre of music and I won't tie myself down to one particular thing Cause, yeah because why you know what I mean you know music's a banquet don't like don't stick to one you know don't just go oh I like beef I'm only having beef forever yeah you know yeah. what I mean why would you but um, no like I really didn't enjoy DJing for a long time and I would go and Normally it would be me and our kid, which was always good for a laugh, man. And like, especially if you're playing around here, like playing for Johnny and that, we'd play in bar, um, what was it called? His little bar in Candy. Mm. First time we played there, man, like, me and our kid are there and done it's like, I just, I said to Chris, what do we get paid? He said, we just got paid in beer. Gas the bar, they've got starter primer on draft. <laughs> one for me, one for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's DJ, man, and like, next thing you know, like, did he tell you this story already? Like, yeah. I come back, like, and I am. Um, you see what I was like with that cup of coffee before? Oh, you're king. And I'm a big lad with big hands and a big gob. And uh, next thing you know, pints away, and I come back and get another two. And I bring them over, and he's like, Yeah, and took the neck out. And I'm like, Oh, fuck. Oh, you got a lad. <laughs> boom, boom. Next thing you know, and then I ended up where I, I woke up face down on my sofa about, about fucking half past five in the morning. Eh? Class. No, no recollection of how I got home. Vague memories of being in soup. Mm. Um, Sat behind a DJ, just Lord knows who I tortured that night, eh? but goodness knows. Eh? Good night, though. Oh, good I, sounds like you. <laughs> good night, man. But, but the best night I've had lately, DJ, I mean, played a gig with Bart. Like, one of the, well, one of my biggest foibles with foreplay was, not foibles as such, sorry, boys. He's like, if I'm playing with them lads, I'll, they all play that, they all start at 120 because it's that kind of disco, kind of yeah. music, do you know what I mean? And, like, I was, like, playing a little bit faster than that, man. Like, I want to be starting at 126 and bumping it to 130, so. Yeah. When I played with Pete Varty, who was, uh, Varty to, who was known as Vinyl Man. Um, yeah. I played with Pete. We played at a, uh, at a gig, just at a bar in Maryport. And, uh, fucking hell, man, it was an athlete, but it like, 
So I what type of stuff were you playing? Uh, well, to be start with, right, I played, it was six hours we were on four, man. I played an hour and a half, I just played some warm-up stuff, like some some of, some of the kind of four-play stuff, man. Um, I pumped it up a little bit towards the end, man. Um, I play a lot of Jet Boot Jack stuff, big shout-out to him, Adriel F, thanks, mm-hmm. mate. He, he makes some amazing, like, bootlegs of, like, 80s stuff and stuff into, like, into a disco house kind of vibe. Right. And if I could make... But like, edits, aren't they? Yeah, if I could them, make yeah. stuff like that, I would make it in the fashion that he does, man, and I love his stuff, man. Another fellow love is Angus MacDonald. Yeah. He's fucking unreal, man. His disco house stuff's good, but he also, he's been... He's got a label, man, I can't remember what it's called. Under the Groove. And they make a lot of... They remix a lot of, like, old-school and Italian stuff. Oh, it's phenomenal stuff, but... Farty went on after his anyway, and Farty started 130. No fucking around, man. <laughs> and, uh, he just flew down the gauntlet, man. And I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to play after this, like... So what was he playing? Um, he plays a lot of his own edits of stuff. People buy tunes and edit them stuff, and he also yeah. makes his own tunes as well. Uh, so it was just funky house. Really, it was just funky house, but it was really tough stuff. Like, stuff I hadn't played for years. So, like, that's the best thing about MP3s as well. For me to have had to have done what I did with records, and I've had to have three fucking bags with us. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, I just dug in, man. I played one of my... That's probably the, the best set I've, like, the best set I've played in a long, long time. Like, playing stuff like... The, one of my last tunes was, like, uh, was, um, was the Armand Van Elden mix of Insomnia and stuff like that. And it was the most mm-hmm. fun I've had DJing for a long, long time, like... Just, uh, it was just class, man. Really I know was. we are going to get into your story in that, mm. but what, what's what's the sort of peak years for you? Was it like oh, early 2000s? 2000s. Early yeah, 2000s, yeah, yeah. For Funky House. For funky House. house. For, yeah. Even for Trance as such. Trance, I mean, Trance was better in the late, in the mid to late, in the late 90s, but yeah, the yeah. early 2000s, it was good, but like, stuff like, like Head Candy, I lived in Newcastle for a couple of years, man. There's a little mm. bar on the quayside called Stereo, and every Sunday night, they had a Head Candy night. Tiny little bar, man, right? Six by six glitter balls above the dance floor, six disco balls above the dance floor, man. Yeah. And that would be on till about, that'd be about midnight, something like that, I think. And then if you went to the picture and piano, which is, I don't know if you've been in there, a bar on the quayside, no. it's still there even. It's near Malmaison, and they've got like this beautiful big mezzanine balcony, and there'd be a guy up there, just, and, and, and oh man, it was unreal. And that for me formed a great deal of my musical like as it were Anchorage and TGN at that point because I, I, that kind of music will always hold a special place in my heart like that kind of head candy funky house stuff handbag the gear the better man it's straight it's strange though do you not think that like there's only there's only that, that short gap we I, I can't give you an exact date but we'll give you a rough date say 2000 to 2004 mm-hmm. where like the funky house really did like yeah. it, it, people of your generation it seems to be there'll be they love it. They love yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah. It well, never really translated later or mm, earlier. And the thing is, as well, it doesn't really do too it much now. But I mean, you look at things like you get people like Eric Prids and people like that. Yeah. They no longer make that style of music. Um, but you get people like Seamus Adji who still do. Mm-hmm. And it's still, some of that stuff's really good. Like, but for me, it's just yeah, just that kind of time. But for me, like, we ran a night in the back room of Fusion at that time. Me and Robbie, me and actually, uh, me and Ben started it. Ben's now uh, Ben lives in Newcastle. He's, he's, he's resident in uh, Digital Felix Lighter. Oh, and a little night called Soda in the back room there, man. And that yeah. was just that was just about handbag funky house. Do you know what I mean? And that was really fucking good. Like, but that's the thing about playing like playing in a club every week, holding like a residency is such fucking. It gets old fast. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's good for the first few months when your mates are coming every week and, that, and it's a good laugh and that. But then there's someone else going on somewhere and you can't go. Yeah. And it gets old quick. Like we used to also run uh, on the first Thursday of every month. Right, this is when we were with me in there uh, when I ran the Royal Oak with Daz Elwood. In the back of Refusion, on the first Thursday of every month, we would run a night called 155, which was just hard house and hard trance. I know about this, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was phenomenal, man. 
Who was it that reached out and mentioned that? Said if Al comes on, talk about this. Somebody did. Bog. Bog, yeah. It was me, Robbie, and Bog were the residents, man. And I would always go on first because I like that kind of hard trance kind of sound. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was good, man. But yeah, it was that was that was just that was just. I think that was more just for us than anyone else. To be fair, that was just like an outlet to go and play that kind of stuff, man. But was your what was your turnouts like for that? Oh, it would just be dependent on Thursday. Because back then, like in town, back then Thursday nights were good. You were busy, like you'd be busy Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night of the week. So yeah. Thursday nights were always good, though. I love Thursday nights. I like because the back room. How many did the back room hold? Oh, wasn't big, man. The best, yeah, but it was it was, oh, it was bigger than some bars. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But the worst thing about it was that there was a toilet. And you had to walk across the dance floor to get to the bar on the toilet, which kind of ruined the vibe a lot of the time. But do you know what I mean, man? I've got fucking really, really good, fun memories of there, and I've also got nights that I could not tell you what happened at all. Yeah. Oh, mate, honestly. <laughs> we'll but get see, into that. See, talking like of that time of year, like so playing hard house and things like that, we were going to tidy weekenders and like travelling to Sunday Central and stuff like that as well. And, uh, we'll get into that as well, mate. I've, I've, I want to pick your brain about that. Because obviously, you, it's uh, like you and... Chris had the same sort of upbringing, mm-hmm. but you always went for the the, the tougher side, oh, wow. and then whereas he went for the more housey side, mm-hmm. and then he's like Chris met in the middle with trance. And, yeah, Chris was writing the prog and stuff like that. And at the time, I had no time for progressive house. Yeah, and I honestly believe, like listening back to it now, though, something's unreal. Mm. And I believe that a lot of it, it's see, especially for me, like I've got ADHD, and it's for for stuff like for that tougher style of music. It's an instantaneous hit. It's a relief. It's that there's no fucking about. There's no waiting. There's no four minute intros that he's on prog house and stuff like that. You're in baseline comes in minute and a half, two minutes into a hard house soon. You're in mm. and it's changed. There's no need for patience and waiting. What you want? It's that instant gratification, and I think that's what it is for me. Yeah, I just see yeah. us chasing the next thing, the next thing. Well, thing, yeah, kind of. I'm maybe phrasing it wrong. Exciting. It's yeah, excitement of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Right, so we'll go right back to the beginning with you. I know there's people who have watched the Chris's episode, there might be a, a, things where you intertwine and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because obviously you've had just, brothers, aren't you? So, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I want to get into the, the, the part where you got into the tidy weekenders and the, the funky house mm-hmm. bits and stuff like that. So, so where did it start for you? Well, DJing or just clubbing? Um, well, the music side of things. music did side you- of things... Um- I was really into happy hardcore growing up with St. Bees, me and Nicky and Martin, uh, Nicky Sewell and Martin Parr. And then uh, my good friend Christian Harrison gave me a tape of an essential mix from maybe 97 or 98 uh, with Judge Jules and John Digweed at Slinkies in Bournemouth. Completely changed my life. If you can find that out there, I'll, I'll find you a link and just listen to it, man. Unreal. Like, uh, it was phenomenal and it changed my entire view of music and uh, and opened up my eyes to things like trance. And well, it opened right. up my eyes to trance because that's what it was, really. And uh, then knocking around with those guys a long time on um, just be a part. Like where we grew up in St. Bees, it'd be like Nicky's house, Martin's house, and my mum's house. And during the six week holidays when we were young, your parents would go on holiday. Sometimes yeah. Martin would be away for two weeks, Martin's would be away. So there was always somewhere to go, somewhere to be. So I get pissed up on a Friday night and listen to Pete Tong. Class. And, uh, I. So what was it? An instant like liked music. I, I've always liked music. Growing up, um, growing up with my my mum and dad, there was always music in the house. There was always music in the car. Um, there was always records, there was always a record player in our house. Well, that's the thing, It's I like that because um, we've seen, we've talked about this not so long ago, but I remember when I bumped into you on the train. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was heading over to York. That popped up actually, it was just before Christmas, that yeah, popped yeah, up on yeah, my yeah. Facebook memories. And uh, you, Chris, and your dad were going to see, who was it you going to see? Uh, we were going to see Biffy Clyro. 
See, I think that's good. That like the the the, the dads and lad thing, where well, it's like you've got a mutual interest in music. Mm-hmm. And that. Well, that came about right because I was going out with Becky Kerr when we lived in New York, and she had bought three tickets last minute as a Christmas present for me and my me and her and my dad to go and see the Foo's. Yeah. I've been a Foo's fan for a while, and uh, my brother had found out we were going, and like Becky gave up her ticket and gave it to Chris, and yeah. we went to the SECC to see the Foo Fighters and the Eagles of Death Metal supporting them, yeah. and somebody else I can't remember who it was, man. Eagles of Death Metal were pretty cool, but. Um, that was the first time we ever went, and after that, it was an annual trip from yeah. 2004 onwards, or semi as, as often as we could when my dad moved to Switzerland yeah. to go to a gig. Um, know, we went to loads, to be fair, would you, man? We went to see. Um, but it's, it's a good, it's a oh, good aye, fucking yeah, bonding fun. exercise. Yeah, it? it was, aye, aye. Like, it's literally music bring, bringing people together, yeah. like, and as you say, make it an annual thing and stuff like that. Aye. So, obviously, I know that you growing up, you were you had the, like, the influence of, say, your parents and stuff yeah. like that. So, but when when did dance music? So you said about happy hardcore at first. All oh, right. Well, the first time I actually I the big experience of dance music was was when I was about fourteen, and people used to listen to like um, the Zone and shit like that. Man, and it, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. Um, it was, but like it, it was nice and everything. But it, it just kind of filled the gap for me, and I liked happy hardcore better at the time. Yeah. But when it came to DJing, um, I first experience of that, I think I was fourteen at Steve Kapner's house, and he bought himself a pair of Pro One Fifty belt drives, yeah. and uh, and some little mixer. I can't remember what it was. Now you know people always say like everyone's a DJ till you put. There's always that meme with a set of techniques that says everyone's a DJ till you put a set of these in front of them. Everyone's a DJ till you put a set of belt drives in front of them. <laughs> yeah, and that so, that, that proper peak my interest DJing like more than more than just dance music itself. Right. So when when you went, went so for instance when you went to this lad's house, what mm-hmm. was the, what was the music being played? Oh, uh, uh, Steve Kaplan's yeah. Italian house. Italian, which and is so hard to mix though. It's like, the cue points and everything. If you don't odd. know the tunes, like the short intros, and you need to know the keys, and you need to really know what goes with what, because otherwise it just sounds oh, it sounds like three cats in a bag. Yeah, <laughs> it is. There is an art form to it, definitely. Um, it's, it's not. It's not the same as like if you look at any anything after that, right? You look at like. House and trance and hard house after that. Mm. The outros and intros are much longer and it's so much easier to mix. And like anyone who can mix Italian properly, I'd tip my cap to you because it's mm. rock hard. And, it is. And I've never had that much of a, of, of, of a, I've been bought into it as much to, um, yeah. you know what I mean, one other guy as such. So who was, who was, what was the trance tune that enticed you? when Because obviously you said you heard this tape, but it's about to be something that you've um, heard and it's like. The tune that stands out on it more than anything for me was uh, on the John Digweed. He played the second hour, and it was uh, oh, Doll said it's over, it's under the Brothers and Rhythm remix. You would class it as prog trance now, but fuck man, what a tune that really! I don't, I don't think I know that tune. Oh, I'll, uh, I've got it on, I've got it on vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's that's the only white man powerful thing to say. In the world, yeah. That'll be cancelled soon vinyl. as well. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's that's white privilege. I've got yeah, that uh, got, that on, got, got that on vinyl. You can't say that. Uh, yeah. Not in 2023. <laughs> you can't say that. You you know yeah. you're putting everyone down. You only has you know let me think. Mm. So, so you you getting into it and that and like your mates and then uh, are all are all like you're all obviously mutually mm-hmm. getting into it at the yeah. same time. Really, um, what was it like like in school and that? Like, was 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 it a big music culture or? I I asked, I took music GCSE 
because I was interested in it and because there was a lot of beautiful girls in my music class. Yeah. And I never got to go out with any of them. <laughs> and at the end of the two years, I could not play a note on anything. Yeah. Right. And you've been friend zoned by all the girls. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, absolutely friend zoned, man. Yeah. Um, and uh, my music teacher, a lady called Anne Hanley, God bless her, she's like, Al, what are we going to do here? So I ended up writing um, three musical composition pieces on an Atari. Oh, was an Atari. I can't remember the model, but it was an Atari computer. Same program, Fat Boy Slim still uses. Um, right. And uh, there's somewhere in my mother's house, I'll, I'll dig it out for you one day, there's three really bad attempts at composition, with one of them being a kind of dance music style of tune. Oh, mate, like a oh, piano yeah. tune. Right. I'll dig them out for you one day, we'll have a, a beer and a giggle. Like. That would be funny. This is, the, this is the bit, yeah, I don't think I've ever told you this before. She said, right, Al, you need to perform. Can you sing? I was like, I don't know. Uh. And... Uh, so we did some singing lessons I can sing. And I was trained to sing over the course of six months and I could still sing now. Mate. <laughs> See? The cogs are turning. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So what did you sing for your, for your uh, performance? So for, for my mocks, I sang Blackbird by uh, the Beatles. Mm. And then um, I sang I Dreamed a Dream from Les Miserables. That was well before Subo as well. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, I sang Hello by Lionel Richie. Now you've said it, you've got a bit of a look of a Subo sort of thing. You're right. <laughs> You're better than mine, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, um... So, so you see so the school thing, the music's there, mm-hmm. but is there a, is there a dance culture like dance? Oh music, well, yeah, uh, well, when I was a kid at Wyndham, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, um, uh, Ratty and Mouse used to have raves in the uh, in the uh, in the youth centre outside of school on a Friday night. Man. And we go to them. Oh yeah, went to them. Yeah. Once got my head kicked in by four eighteen year old lads as well. <laughs> like fourteen year old, I think, and I was bigger than all of them, and absolutely got my head stoved in. Honestly, mate, I can imagine you at 14 looking about 30. Honestly, got my head kicked right in, mate. I had shoe prints in the side of my head and everything. Uh, Man in there. And Drew Short was the lad on the door. <laughs> he picked me up, by, he broke these four lads apart, put me up by my belt, carried me to the door and walked <laughs> me to the taxi office, right? Like, he walked me to the taxi office uh, and and my face is messed up, man. My nose is all my face. I've got a black eye and a big shoe mark in the side of it. Proper stove. like any guys. Put me in a taxi. He paid the taxi driver. He goes, don't you tell your brother what happened tonight. And I was like, I'm not driving around in a fucking car all night with him looking for these idiots. Good <laughs> 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 bench. I went home, went home full of cider, full of a hide and went to bed. Uh, it was a big question the next day off my head. Like, yeah. <laughs> woke up with a fucking Reebok logo and put it on the yeah. side of your head. Honestly, mate, that's, that was a, that was a, I got, I mean, I kicked in quite a few times for being a big lad. <laughs> you know, and I, the thing is, I wasn't even that gobby at that point, so. Yeah. He's what it is, though. It's funny, it's all fun of games. Mm. Um, so then, you, you sort of like, moving on from s- the sort of school years, when was your like, first proper rave? Oh, press for, I was thinking about this on the car on the way over, right? First proper rave was. Um, we'll do was, two. What, what, what was your first proper rave, and what was your first proper away day? Like, first proper away rave, well, this is the, the, the one in the same, uh, was, oh. uh, was New Year's Eve, 1998 and 99, at right. Leeds Town Hall for Gatecrusher. Right. Um, Pete Tong. Uh, it's not a bad first rave, to be fair. Sure, Eric Murillo, Pete Tong, a few other people. But they had, um, I can't remember if it was Sasha or Van Dyke on via ASDL link, whatever it was. Basically, he was playing in uh, Crasher in Sheffield. And it was being to us or internet to us. And it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. That said, it was horrible. There was nothing, there was no. There was no DJ to react to as such, do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it lacked kind of a thing. But that was my first proper rave away. I proper loved it, man. Uh, mm, it was, class. Oh, it was phenomenally good, man. So it being '98 sort of mm-hmm. thing. How how did you hear about that? Because obviously no social. Oh, media. lads were going. All my mates were going. And um, like uh, a lot of my mates had been to Gay Crasher in Sheffield loads of times and stuff. Yeah. So um, 
yeah, just my mates were going and like it was the first time, the first away for me. And then the following year, um, we went to, oh, right, so we went to, uh, I went to Loffat North, a gay crash of the Ministry of Sound in 99. We went to Creamfields in 99, I went to Ibiza in 99 for a fortnight. Oh, I tell you, I'd only ever been to Ibiza once and I was, I was 19 years old. I took, I can't even remember how much money I took with us, but I remember I had, at the end of it, two after two weeks, I had enough money to buy a sandwich in the airport before we got on the plane. And then we got off I think you've plane. timed that right, to be fair. We got off the plane at uh, Manchester, we got on a bus, man, and I cried for 45 minutes on the way home because I didn't want to come back to reality. I'll, yeah. give you, I'll give you a wee story and a plan example of when we got there, right? We were staying in a hotel in San Bay. We've got a taxi in and we've got off. Just have you been to a beach? When you get to San Antonio, I don't know if it's still like that. There's a fountains in the middle of town, just in front of the beach. And you can go up to the west end, go along that way to Mambo and, mm. and whatnot. And then, and then as we got off the, out of the taxi and crossed the road at the, the Pelican Cross or whatever it was, and there's a guy just face down in a pool of his own vomit. Like Correct. this little like pedestrianised area, man, and I'm looking at the match stopping, and I'm like, what the fucking hell's going on here, man? And yeah. I forget, we've only arrived at five in the morning, this is like six o'clock the following night. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, man? And, uh, Did like, you know what to expect when, no, it, when it was The lads had been a year before, but I had no idea. No right, idea okay, okay. Such. Yeah. And uh, these poor lads face down in the pool of his own vomit. I was like, we have to stop and help him too. Just like, no, we don't. And look back. And there's three lads arguing, leaning on the railing by the road about who's going to pick him up and put him in a taxi. I just thought, this is it. I'm fucking home. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've never when we when when we've, I've talked to people on the podcast and that, and we've, or even in person and, and whatnot, I've never been as envious as I am now. I wanted to go like if I could go to any time, any place in the world ever, I'd mm. love to go to Ibiza summer '98, summer '99. Like it. it, it well, right. We'll get into a little thing. I, I watched Kevin and Perry last night with my missus. It's uh, back on Netflix, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, had, had you seen it before, or was that the first time? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you do you want to know? Do you want to know something? Mm. Love set you load. I watched it once, I think. Uh, <laughs> I've watched that. That movie wanted me. I, I like. I want to be a DJ. Yeah. Like, I, like the eyeball pulls are fucking bell end, obviously, oh, but like yeah. fucking. Be surprised how it's, many of them you meet, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot. There's, there's, there's a lot with the same characteristics in that as well. But the thing is, right? It's like it, it's the atmosphere. It's even the tunes. Well, obviously, yeah. This that was recorded in the summer, or well, the back end of summer, nineteen ninety eight. In amnesia, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the a lot of the the things were people that were, that were out at the clubs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it was like it's the most authentic sort of club movie I've ever seen. Obviously, you've got, like, human trafficking. You've I would got... say human traffic's more. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. Because, well, because of Kevin and Perry's a comedy value for it, but if yeah. you want, like, even, like, the arc of the story for human traffic, right, sets off with that, uh, that frustration the of yeah, being yeah, at yeah. work, right, yeah. and then you get everything sorted, you meet your mates, and then there's that massive, massive high as you hit the club, Right, and then it kind of plateaus a bit, and there's even a little bit in the middle. Yeah. The lad was freaking out and having a bit of a skit about his bird dancing with his mate and that. Mm. Right, and then um, it follows all the way back down, like to uh, to even you go back to the after party, you go back to your mate's house, you stay in there, right? And it hits Sunday, massive come down on a Sunday and everything shit. But right at the very end, on that Sunday night, as you're going home, you always get that wee spark of hope that everything's going to be all right. So the arc of that whole movie for me follows a yeah. pattern of, of, of a weekend clubbing oh Perfectly. absolutely I think the actual that the Plus story jealous, val- not, <laughs> <laughs> the story value of it right is like it, it it's the it's more real yeah, yeah. but I think the, when you see the clubs it's oh, like more of authentic oh, aye, aye. Yeah. The, the, the story of human traffic right 
it, it, it's more real in the sense of like this stuff happens. This, oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this like whereas if you see if you see Kevin and Perry and you see them in that cream, it's, cream it's also the fact that it's it's a bigger club and it's a better atmosphere and things like that. And it, do you know what I mean? And yeah. I know what you're saying. I, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. There, the, the, I'd I'd fell in love with dance music. So obviously, when I first seen this, like my dad's gonna sound like such a bad parent here, but it's fucking obviously all the stuff that goes on in the movie. But I watched it in, I think I watched it in about December 2000. I was four years old then, right? Because he was watching it. That's why. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he, no, he'd already watched it, right? And he was showing me because obviously I showed it interesting music from yeah, yeah, like yeah. dead early age, and. The, the early music that I listened to it was always uh, say like say Elton John Meatloaf just whatever he was showing me uh, yeah. I liked Eddie Grant as well as a kid I was a massive uh-huh. Eddie Grant fan and like um, he was like honestly you, you'll you'll really enjoy this and he skews he was he, he, on the DVD player fast forwarded on times four past, <laughs> to the good bits no no to the good bits but obviously there's a lot of like shagging and oh, uh, like yeah. you know what I mean so he's like skip you don't need to say that you don't need to say that alright and then arriving at the club and he was showing me this I was four years old <laughs> and it was like that moment when they're standing outside the club and he's like uh, tits up big buzz <laughs> right and honestly and I'm there and I'm thinking I can hear the booming of the of yeah. the of the, tra- of the of the music and I'm like what the fuck is this bear in mind I'd only been brought up around sort of commercial dance music yeah. and Italian my dad liked Italian music mm. um, so and when I'm hearing this trans music I'm thinking what the fuck is this is amazing yeah, and like I didn't understand why it was amazing obviously the older you get the more you understand it <coughs> but like I'm like this is this is like enticing <coughs> me this is pulling me in mm. and I'm like what is this so then he shows me the club and um, and and when it comes on it's um, oh what is the tune the first tune <coughs> Oh no! Sorry, the the, f- the first tune that I heard, and I was like, I, I like it. It was uh, Isla Isla when they come out. Uh, they come yeah. out of uh, the the airport, and it's. I'm like, wow, wow, because I've I'd never really I'd heard synth music. That's on that essential mix as well, by the way. Is it the big tunes on that essential mix? Honestly, and I was just absolutely mind blown by like this. Even now, I'm getting shivers like thinking about that moment when I first heard that, and it's like. I do when I said I've got a lot of envy for you, right? Is I heard that in on a little right, I heard it right there, like where we are now. There was a TV right there, and I heard it coming through a fucking <coughs> oh, a, a big um, mm-hmm. Ferguson TV, yeah. like really shit quality. Back on it, like that. yeah, yeah, back on it like that. <laughs> weird about fucking thirty stone. If I'd have heard that in a nightclub, mate, oh my god! If I'd have heard that for the first time in a nightclub, I'd have shit my pants. Like honestly, like just with excitement, just mm. pure. And even now, like talking about it, like, and then as it goes on, you hear, you hear, um, you hear the, you hear the Skip Raiders tune, mm-hmm. um, um, which I can never say that word of that name, Synthesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tour, um, oh, mate, I tell you what, saw him, saw them. Mate. We went to Wax Format on New Year's Day, right? Yeah. No, Wax Format. Who did you is, go with? Uh, me, Chop, uh, Millsy, and Amy Lee. Yeah. Right, oh, uh, a little bit jealous when I said that as well. Like, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll tell you something, right? Wax format, if you don't know, is a vinyl only night, right? Mm. And there's two rooms, Stranson Hard House. The fellow that runs it is a man called Sam Mitchum. So this gig had, um, and I didn't really pay much attention to the Hard House room. I do love Hard House, but I was going for trance basically. Now, it was supposed to be uh, the two guys who were warming up, whose names I'm really sorry, I can't remember, because mm. we got there after, just as you were finishing. And then it was going to be Mike Push, and then Mike Push and Thrill Seekers. Mike Push for an hour, Mike Push and Thrill Seekers back to back for an hour, mm-hmm. then Thrill Seekers, then Signum, then Sam Mitchum, the guy who runs it, right? Nice. Now, um, 
I don't know if I've made you aware, you probably are aware that uh, I absolutely love Agnelli and Nelson, right? Just a little bit. Just a little bit now. So Mike Bush dropped out because he couldn't get there because he was in America and all the storms and that were going on with Christmas, yeah. you know, New York was like fucking 12 foot deep in snow. So I think it was Robbie Agnelli from Agnelli and Nelson stepped mm-hmm. up at the last minute to do it, right? So... It's like it's like it's like a blessing in disguise. Well, we've already got our tickets. We've had our tickets since like August, September. I'm well excited for this one, and it's in a nightclub called Warehouse in Leeds, which is which is a really nice little intimate kind of venue. So they come on, man, and then while he's playing himself, he played uh, the Lange mix of Every Day, which was like. I don't know, I bought that in Ibiza on a white label in 1999, like on a white, it wasn't an official precedent because on the back of it I had York on the beach, right? okay. but I've still got it anyway. Amazing. Wake EP, right? And I'll always play that after I've played Trousers Enthusiastic release, always play those two tunes together, you know when yeah. you just go, like so, and he played the vocal, the Lange vocal mix of every day and I lost my fucking shit, like I Class. just absolutely, it's amazing. Like, like, one, of those, one of those ones, right? and then they played, um, he, he finished playing and then he was back to back with Thrill Seekers for an hour now. I don't know what the guy who, I can't remember his name from Thrill Seekers, he looked like he was having a very, very good time. To which you'd be? Can't imagine why. Yeah. Couldn't imagine what was in his little bottle that he was drinking. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was like, it was there, we're on eight to nine, back to back, right? And um, now one of my all time favourite trance tunes is uh, the Paul Van Dyke edit of uh, Agnelli and Nelson holding on to nothing. It's on Vandit. Yeah. And uh, uh, we're at the back of the club being chopped, not doing a lot of dancing like, because I'm just being chopped, we're just old and cool and gracefully <laughs> overweight. <laughs> and like, from hey, the back I of the club, in, like, I'm going to get him on here, by the way. Oh, try you, if he wants to, I'll come on with him. Chop's a fucking legend, like. Yeah. Um, so, right from the back of the club, I can see it's Ladder of Magdalene and Nelson, and I'm like, that's a Vandit tune, Chop. That's, that's holding on to nothing. Because I can see he's looking at it, reading it there. Mm. I'm like, that's a fucking... He's like, how oh, the fuck? You've got glasses out, can he say? I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you the beat coming. First time I've cried on a dance floor, probably in <laughs> 20 Plus. odd years when it came in, mate. I swear to God, it was just tears. I was in absolute heaven. Right, and uh, then they finished. Ladder from Thrill Seekers was class playing like a lot of old, old trance, like yeah. 90s stuff and, and even before that. And then... Uh, and then Signum came on, I thought it was a daytime party, right? So it was only four till twelve. Yeah. By the way, that's just the best thing ever, right? Why Needs to be normalised more. Why do you need to be up till five in the morning? No, I'm not it, saying no. that as an old person, like, no, why do you need to be, be normalised? Like, daytime raves need to yeah, be normalised. It's such a better idea, man. But they did have an after party till four, which me and Chop didn't go to, but. No, but you can do it if you want yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah. it's there as an option. Yeah. But, but, go on. Yeah, even though, but it's one of them yeah. things where I've, I'm dead passionate about this because I. I, I Playing the late sets, I, I do quite a lot, and it's like six to seven in the morning, and and people not a lot, are, not a lot of people. Have I, to. I, well, I don't care. Even if there is a lot of people, I don't care what anyone says. Whatever drug you take, right? I'm not pushing non drugs, by the way. Whatever drug you take, you can you're still gonna get fucking tired if you've stomped oh, fucking yeah, forty thousand yeah. steps on the dance yeah. floor. You're still gonna be like burnt out a little bit, even yeah. though you're probably still flying in your head. You, 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 the sort of thing. If, if it was on, a day, I, some of the best times and memories I've got of daytime raves, summer, in the summer, fucking, night, if it's a nice day, obviously, fucking deck set up and in like a little courtyard or something like that, yeah. and then going to a club, and then if it wants to have an after party till four in the morning, go for it, mate, but I'll be at that fucking daytime rave. See, the thing is as well, if, you play, if you're playing last at a daytime rave, you're playing at midnight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not even that hard, but yeah. like it's, I think, and it's maybe just my own personal view, but it's a very... I wouldn't want to play last. It's a very, for me, it's not, it may seem like the glorious thing to do to play, to be playing last, but for me, I, if the rave's up at six in the morning, I want to play at six in the morning, I want to play at fucking, at the at peak time for me would be 11, 
between 11 and 2. That's when everyone is at their best from that night that started fucking the peak game. Yeah. And you don't want to be playing at 7 in the morning because you will get a bigger reaction from the crowd and, and have a bigger crowd watching you and, and seeing you at that time. Yeah. But the thing is, Sam Mitchum, who runs the, the Wax Warm, he played last, he played, I think, till half 10 till midnight. On a daytime rave, that's still fucking big time. The thing is, as well, he, uh, like a lot of people play last because the thing no one wants to do it like if you're if you're an events mm. organizer for instance i've played events before where I, i'll put myself on last because i know it's gonna it's gonna die down a little and 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 if, and if a book djs come on i want it to be nice and busy when they're yeah. there yeah, yeah, yeah it's like it's like are these, you know at, your, I mean? are these at your own events yeah uh, well that that yeah, yeah. what you're talking about in particular yeah. is yeah but um I put last century event I played last mm. uh the one before that i played last what as time, well what time were they at though what time are they we six till seven yeah, but usually, right, I went there um, sort of, uh, I went there for like, I got there for about three in the morning, so I was there from like three ah, till six, so not it's not too bad, thing, but what I usually do is, if if, if I'm on at that time, me and her will get a, a hotel, right, and I'll go to sleep and I'll just get up like I'm going to work, mm-hmm. I like, I do want to go and enjoy the night, but fuck me, you don't have. But if you're there and you haven't been to sleep from the day before, and obviously I'm not drinking or taking drugs. Six in the drugs. morning, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you're, you're, so. uh, you're not at your best, then, mate. You, at the end of the day, that's what a lot of people don't forget as well. That when you're doing it the way that you do it and you're getting paid for it, you're a. It's a business. Mm. You go and be be the best. Yeah, I do. I, I do. I don't like looking at it as a business because I'm. I, I'm having fun. Yeah. It's, 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 but also, don't forget, though, if they want you to rock up at that time... And, and do and, and that, like, yeah. Like, he's, he's, what he, he's what he changes for me. Like, he's, he's a prime example I'll give you. Like, to mm. say that your job is... Uh, you land the dream job, which is, and misogynistic as it sounds, ladies, to go around every day. And all you have to do for your job every day is go and squeeze some tits yeah. all day long between eight and three. <laughs> fucking fantastic job and you get paid ten grand a week. At some point in your life, you will wake up and go, I fucking can't be asked with this today. Then it's a job. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, it makes sense. It makes sense. But and there's money changing, and so it is a job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose so. But as I say, for for me, like, I wouldn't want to change the culture because it's an amazing culture oh, as yeah. it is. Like, I'm I'm still in my head. I'm still the the, the sort of thirteen year old lad. Mate, who, yeah, mate, mate, you are you are young enough where I could technically be your dad. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is. It's right though, isn't it? You can use the analogy what you said before. Well, which one? About the about the uh, fucking the dog. Yeah. Well, I'd have been your dad, but the dog beat me up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the best lines I've ever heard. Shout eh? out to our Chris for that one. Cheers, brother. Oh, that honestly, when you when you said that before, I was in absolute. Awe. I, was there. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. No, there's a lot of lockyisms come out of the big lad's mouth. Yeah, um, class. But as I say, like for me, if I if I if I could organise events and I knew people were going to turn up at fucking two o'clock in the afternoon and go through till 12 oh my I'd be in I'd be in my element see like maybe see like the, the, the wax format things entirely do a lot of day parties now as well because they know the demographic that's going to those well, things yeah. is people that will entirely when Tide's been around is what 97 96 whatever it is the demographic who are going to most of those raves are people of a certain age mm-hmm. who want to be home I think people who are going uh, the demographic for, for, for bouncing for your scene is is so wide open, you know. There's like there's people in their fifties, yeah. maybe even sixties who love it and go to it. But then again, there's also kids who are eighteen, nineteen who like yeah. use abbreviations that you don't understand. Yeah, that is so true. <laughs> right, uh, I will touch on this because obviously there'll be no context. Uh, right, I was at work uh, Monday. Two new lads started at work. 
Um, they're only young lads. Were, um, I say young lads. They're only like fucking, what, eight year younger than me or something like that. But I'm taught, I said to them, I'm so totally disconnected from you because they were using these, like they were talking about gaming and going on nights out and that. And they were using like fucking code words. Well, I, I thought were code words, just abbreviations. What was the one I used with you there? NPC. NPC. I didn't know what an NPC I, was. I, like, and I only know what that is because it's in the Jumanji movie with The Rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah. But honestly, I felt so disconnected from them. But they're, they're banging to the, their music and that. And so I was like, oh, what, what was the what music you going to like? Right. They're like bass house and drum and bass. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, not bad, it's not a bad selection. Don't get me wrong. Wrong. But um, when we started, to, I said this off the, off the podcast. I, I, I talked about trance music. I love my trance music, and I was I can if I if someone wants to talk about trance music, yeah. I'll sit and talk about it all day. Oh, so yeah. I thought I'll try and get it in. See if the thing. I'm talking about trance, like oh yeah, my mum listens to. It. <laughs> Wait, hey. so I says what, and then this this this, this is the the example that they used. Um, during lockdown, do you know when you when when you can't you couldn't go to the gym and you had to go and work out in your back garden? My mum used to stick trance music on, and that's how I discovered what trance music was. When she's standing there doing a fucking jumping jacks in the back garden, I was like, "Oh, oh class, like, man. am I old or a, or or you're old beyond your years, my man? You are like no, uh, yeah, I know it. You've got an older head on your shoulders than most people your age, I reckon. I think probably yeah, but it just it just it just hit me. I'm like. In my head, I'm still 18. Like, in my, like I feel yeah. 18, and I, in my head, I'm like that until I do something. My knees go, oh, big lad, steady <laughs> yeah, on there. Yeah. Calm yourself down. <laughs> my knees yeah. are like the fuck you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like you, you you go to a rave and that like like there is times I like going to like festivals where there's no bounce music, there's no hard house. Mm. Um, as much as I enjoy it. Um, I don't know anyone. Yeah, but I don't know anyone as well at the same time. Yeah. So if I go, like me and I went to a festival and whatnot for, over over the summer, um, and it was class, just fucking all different types of music mm-hmm. and and enjoy myself and that and 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 halfway through that night, I was like, oh, getting a twinge in the back now. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I was I like, you mean, like, like I... when I was eighteen, you it's something you wouldn't even think oh, about. I, eh? Like, do you know he, what I mean? He is a, he is a little. Snippet for you. We said we were going to talk about tidy weekends and stuff like that. Guess what? I'm going in July. Tidy. Oh, I. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. I was going to pop down, you know, for no, it. Um, do it, man. Do it. I'm, 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 I'm in a room with me and Nigel and Chop and and a lad called Tommy. I think it's Tommy. Is it Tommy? I don't know him, but I'm no doubt I'll know him by the end of the weekend. Ah, uh, uh, class like. And like class. I, the first time I went to one of them, I was 22, mate, and mum cover your ears. It was mostly bad. Mostly bad. The first three. I right. Two. Well, seeing as we were on the subject, we'll just talk about it, right? What was your first tidy weekend? Tidy weekend of two, two was it two thousand and two or three? I, th- I lived in Newcastle anyway, and I went down from there. It's that's the one where the tidy the tidy boys live set came from, and that the one of the used, they used all the samples of CDRs and uh, and they had a cog boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably one of my fucking favourite sets. And, that, that, that. and what it, would you like to hear fast, again? What would you like to hear again? What would you like to hear? It must be like one hundred and fifty five. No danger. That's yeah. set, like that, that was they peaked then though, wasn't it? I would mm. say that I know they've that had was, busier that weekends. Was the second one, but, but there was a good few years. After I mean, that the went. vinyl sales oh, and yeah, everything yeah. like it was but when that was also the launch of Tidy Two, which was probably one of my favorite. He's probably still Fantastic. one of my favorite labels, like of all time. We've got so much to talk about here. I've got so many questions. Right, go on, go on. Tidy Two favorite release. Go for it. Mate, that's a difficult question. So many good ones, isn't there? Um, uh, it could be Enigmatic Mastermind because it doesn't sound a great deal like anything else, and the Widen Ben remix is pretty cool. Um, Misbehave, you're such a, misbehaving, such a good feeling. Nice um, tune. 
But I, uh, old people play the barely legal mix, which is I'm sure is I remember we're barely we're barely legal Guyver and Maddox, but there's a, a Haslam and Guyver mix as well. Yeah. Um, and then maybe even uh, oh the Guyver remix of Breathless, uh, JX. Right, right. Good tune. and that tune as well. When you listen to the build up and and the kick off of that, it it's you notice a pattern between that and my favorite hard trance tune of all yeah. time, which is Technical and Mark French, Mad and Confused, the Guyver remix. Oh, what a tune that is! Like, I don't mean to do it again, but White Privilege got that on vinyl. <laughs> I saw, I, yeah, yeah. I've got most of them on vinyl, man. Yeah, it's yeah. really to what such a tune, man. I proper took advantage of of of, of Tidy when they had, the, they had a mega sale a few years ago. Can mm. you remember yeah, where yeah. they sold all the old stuff I, off? Because they were, they were shutting the label down, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, so I just bought everything dirty. Shutting the label down for like the seventh time and it's still going down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm pleased, so, pleased to be honest, man. What was, what, I'm trying to think what my, my favourite... I, I I did like it when they reopened Tidy 2 and they did that relaunch. That was good. But the, was the original, charge. yeah. Yeah. Um, Not te- I, yeah, but Technical was in charge, though. Uh, well, I don't know if it was in charge or not, but we did that release with uh, yeah. Roll Cage. Yeah, that's a good oh, job. heavy that, like. When I, when I first discovered, when I first came across him at Labine, maybe like when we were playing in like uh, in, in 155 on a Thursday night, man, and uh, the amount of music you could find of his that was just kicking about, like it was. Oh, was phenomenal, man, and the guy's such a talent. He lives in Australia now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does. Um, he, he's he's got another. He works in another series in Technical, where he makes hardcore, hardcore. stuff. Which Even is, that's amazing. Oh, as well. I love his eyes. He does. He does like, Icarus as well. Have you heard that? No, no, no. Icarus. Is that like the trans stuff? Yeah, it's I, not yeah. tough, but right. it's amazing. The thing is, man, his production, like, is oh, it's just phenomenal. Right, I'm gonna put this out here now. Probably said it on the podcast a million yeah. times, but right, we've got we've got god level of people on mm. uh, for me, right. And pr- pr- obviously, production my my number one thing. I like being a DJ. I love the interaction with crowds, but production for me is is where it, where it's at. Obviously, I love podcasting as well, yeah. as you can tell. But for me, right? Now you got me thinking already because I know the questions. No, but there. it's not even a question. It's just that for me, I I hold these people in such high regard yeah. that there's nobody compares, right? Yeah. So we've got Alf Bamford, yeah. technical. Yeah. His production and his attention mm-hmm. to detail, his melodies, his chord yeah. progressions. Yeah. Oh my God, I've man crush. Yeah, like, yeah, easy. fucking easy man. so good. There, I love like. Ferry Causden, yep. right? Ferry Causden was, he changed the game forever for me. Like, yeah. when hearing his music, obviously some of it does sound dated now because of it's, its time, but... Just because it's because, you know, it's, that's simply because of a... Um, you've got the digital and there's so many yeah. other uh, digital things and plugins and things you can use but nobody was making music like what he was doing here's another question for you about him though uh, what all of the pseudonyms for tax purposes yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> nah I've, 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 I have looked like, into this how many do you know it was Moonman uh, Freddie Corson System F millions Gloriella, loads of them millions mm-hmm. and obviously he'd done like uh, digital punk and stuff like that yeah, he yeah. did like all the the, the, the sort of house music there was, stuff a, there was a night advertised not so long ago where it was just going to be him all night playing that stuff see you next time should we go I, I, we'll, okay. we'll make that bond right bond now word mate yeah. honestly he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a god to me he's like a mm. god um I did look into his, his thing of why he had all the things, all the aliases and that, and apparently it was because uh, record labels at the time, he was firing a tune out a day, right, and all the record labels, when he was sending stuff off, he was like, you're sending us too much stuff, we, can't, we don't know what to do with it, so he sent it to other labels, and they were like, no, no, we, we want Fabric Cause, and it's like exclusive, so then that's where, all right, I'll just make another name up, so Moonman, well, mm-hmm. Moonman goes on that label, mm-hmm. we'll have System F on that label, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then... 
it could have been for tax purposes. Yeah. But 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 that's like the expl- that yeah, that the explanation is that that he had that much music to put out that it needed other names, so it didn't like stack on people's toes. Um, and then we've got. Um, so there's a producer out there. I don't know if you'll know him. Well, no. In fact, you will obviously because you're you're into your your hard trance. That um, John Doe. Yep. Sail SM. Yep. Right. He he he's helped me so much over the years. But really? Yeah. Like, um, well, he masters all my music. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you need mastering, get on to him. CLSMmastering.net. Uh, he's a uh, he's 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 dirt cheap for the quality that he does. But I've never come across a producer who is so he he just. He can, he's he he does things that I I can't comprehend like with with production. I'd like yeah. to think I'm clued upon it, but like it's the way he explains to me. Like he explained to me how um, this is gonna sound so boring and for people. Listening. Yeah, I, but, the thing but, is, I don't know about it, but I'm willing to listen. But like he he was explaining to to me not so long ago about sub bass and that like frequencies that 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 you can hear. So he was saying to me that the lowest he would go on the keyboard is a low E. He wouldn't go down to the D. Would make that either higher. It's just little things like that, mm-hmm. and and like he makes subtle changes to music where he's like, he, like he said to me about a percussion. He's like, see that, see that hit you've got there. Just knock it off the grid ever so slightly, and you won't realize how it's how loud it is. As it like, so it's so it's not slapped to a line. It's just slightly off. Yeah, and, and it's so it's so like obviously it's more, it's more that way. It's more it's more natural sounding rather than than everything being clicked into place. In the yeah, way it should yeah. Be, yeah. Oh, um, I, I do do that anyway. I put a lot of yeah. swing onto my music because yeah. obviously you need a bit of a groove. Mm-hmm. But the thing is with it is that he was saying like, see how you've got yeah, that hi hat sitting there, right? If you just move the the little click you've got underneath, mm-hmm. you'll be able, because it's a millisecond difference. It adds so much. It's like, and it's just fucking mind blowing. You know where that comes from, though. It's just experiencing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's just. It's he's just been around forever. He's, he's just don't stop what you're doing, man. You're amazing. doing. I love your shit. It's fucking awesome. But he's, as I say, he's he's, he's up there with the gods. So there, there are three that I can think of off the top of my head. There is more out there, of course. There is, but I'd have the, to, like, well, I tell you what, I'd have to go for Bamford. Yeah, um, and maybe I'd definitely put Guyver up there. Um, Guyver. I would also put. Oh man. I remember seeing a video not so long ago. This is another fucking boring thing, but you, you'll be you'll be interested. So, what was the what was the breakout tune that he did? I can't remember. Who? Oh. Guyver. Uh, Man on the Moon. Man, on, oh, no. Man on the Moon. Uh, was yeah. Man on the, Man no, on it wasn't. It was Serious Sound. Man on the Moon came second. Serious Man on the Moon was one of the first. Yeah. Uh, not the Serious Sound. Sorry, was the one of the first releases on Tidy Two. Right. Let me think. I might get confused here. It's one of the two tunes. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he, I seen a video. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong as well. I'll find the video and I'll send you it. Mm-hmm. It's him and he showed he, he done a breakdown of one of them tunes. I can't remember which one it was, to be to be honest with you. Could have been serious sound, I think. Well, anyways, and it was he showed you how, how he wrote the riff for mm-hmm. um uh for big lovely hands in the air trance riff. And he said it was it was just the notes from um Out of the Blue and he rearranged it in a way to to get it sound. It's it's like Oh wow! Like it's a, it's really cool. I've always rated his stuff. When yeah. I when I, even to, when I first heard it, I was like, "This is good." Um, so I'm gonna move. We got Bamford. Yeah, it's Guyver. Uh, Bamford and Guyver. Um, I would put up, put above and beyond up there as well. To be honest with you, the stuff that they, they make now is is more based for international, yeah, especially yeah. American market. Yeah. Like, still fucking really good trance, man. See stuff like uh, like the Sirens of the Sea album. Well, satellite, satellite's probably in my top three trans tunes of all time. Beautiful vocal. I bought that, and everyone I bought it, all the mates were like, "That's cheesy. I don't like that." A couple of years later, they brought out the entire album, um, which probably more one of the, the standout tracks on that for me are 
a lonely girl and uh, I am what I am, but we change the words all the time, me and Mackie, and I'm not even going to go into it because <laughs> um, it could be construed as bad. Uh, <laughs> but like, there's another tune on it called Beautiful Together. Oh, yeah. mate. Always, always have that tune. I'll tell you what, it's on my list as well. Uh, Giuseppe Ottavani. And um, I'll even put Early Emery up there. Right. For his stuff, man. Yeah. But for, and, and definitely Corson, man, because one of the best trans tunes in the world. I, I used to start a lot of trans sets with was, was Beautiful. Class tune. Beautiful's unreal. Yeah. Oh, phenomenal tune, like. Well, I remember when, can when I, I booked you in 2015 to come and do a set down in TGS? It, for it thing. was 17, wasn't it? 17. Ah, it was 17, yeah, yeah. I it was, was it the history of dance one? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, uh, I was seven, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I must have lost track of time. Um, anyways, and I think you played um, Satellite, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. it was me and you just looking at each other. Like, There's no one in yet. It was on first, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in fact, who was on before me, man? Palmer. Palmer playing Melbourne. I don't like. Um, Love Palmer, like. Yeah. It just looks, honestly, just looks like you could take that head off him and put it onto a different body and it would look fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like, I know I've got a big head, but he's just got one of them kind of round heads and a cap on it just makes it look even rounder. <laughs> <laughs> I, we can't talk about big heads and that way, are we? Yeah, because well, biggest yeah, head. Like, I don't know, what's, your, what's the size of your head in inches? Let me see that. Let me see your hat. Is it a snapback? Fucking massive. Is it a snapback? Mate, get out of town. Can't even get one to fit us. Can you know? 25 inches around, mate. Hey, big brain. <laughs> used to, when I worked at Walkers, one of the lads used to say, fucking hell, Lockie, man, I'd love to have your head full of pound bits, I could retire. <laughs> Classic. My, bro- my brother's girlfriend at the time, it was, it was Karen, now his ex-wife, hmm. she worked at Kangol and could never get caps to fit because I had a big fire dry. Don't tell imagine. me they me- the made them for you. No, they measured it, measured it, man. Oh. Uh, 25 inches around. Wow. Now, to put that into perspective, when I was 18, the girl I was going with, his waist wasn't even that size. Wow! <laughs> so now I can only get to fit it right. Uh, you know, like the 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 the, the, the uh, you know the Under Armour ones that are stretchy. They've got yeah. the sizes in them, large to extra large fits. But I've got to wear it a few times before I wear it out because there's a big <laughs> ring around me. I've since discovered you can get extra large to XXL from America. But you're talking like maybe forty quid to get it delivered. Yeah, now. it's not Plus, worth I, it. I, like, but the thing is, mate, it's not. It's non-negotiable for me. Look at the size of this Swede in the summer. Can you imagine how red this is going to go? <laughs> I can imagine you just sit, walking around your house with the hat on. Oh, and, like, got to have a good like, pre-stretch, stretch, man. Stretch, yeah, stretch, I'll keep yeah. looking around your lap for it because I take it off and it's just this elasticated mark around my forehead. It's like, uh, have you seen on, on Matilda, the movie? Uh-uh. Do you know Matilda? Yeah. And the, the, he's got the thing glued to his head and he's just got uh-uh. the, white, the black stripe. <laughs> yeah. That's what I imagine. Not far from what it's like, mate. Not far from what so, hey, so you know what we said before about... Um, about daytime parties and stuff. Yeah. But the dynamic of Tidy Weekenders has changed dramatically as well. I've seen on the last um, one, by the way. That's yeah, yeah. the Tidyland one. That's what this one's going to be like. So, because they were fully aware that everyone was absolute headbangers, there was not much daytime activities. But see on these ones now. And also, that was because they used to be in March and October. Yeah. Now, I went to a summer camp once in Camber Sands. <sighs> Don't drive to Camber Sands, kids. It's a long fucking way. Yeah. Um, but we, we went to this and uh, but these ones now are held in the summer now the last one had uh, like I don't know if you've ever been to a Butlins or a Pontins whatever it is they have big bits of grass in between the blocks don't they so mm. last year at the one there they had like a tram stage and a house stage huh? and other stuff going on through the day I prefer that I prefer that as but well, there's man. historically um, Tidy Weekenders is famous for everyone going in too hard on the Friday night yep and like obviously the Saturday day I'll probably roll off then, isn't uh, it? Yeah. you know what I mean I, I think, so. I'll give you I'll give you one eh? we went to uh, which one was it was it the Dirty Weekender I can't remember which one it was I was in the club twice 
Once oh, on a Friday goodness. night to watch Widden Ben when they started at nine o'clock, and the next time I was in was a Sunday night for Glasby set at the end because that was a staple. That was Glasby used to finish them on a Sunday yeah. night. Oh, what a f- you used to always play, play the same tune last year. I was always kick it, yeah, which kick was it, uh, yeah. BCR one, which is uh, which was aye. Uh, it's a tune as well, though, man. Do you know what I mean? I like it. Yeah, it is. Huh? It's uh, I think they should maybe change change it though. Um, I think now. It, oh well, he, he's, he's, he doesn't. He's, he's retired from DJ. Yeah. And I think he lives in uh, Australia or New Zealand somewhere now, Glasby. Yeah, but as I say, like, but I think that they shouldn't. Whoever's on last shouldn't just play it for for the sake of. Oh, playing no, I don't it, think. Like. They, I, don't I think, think they should make a new anthem. In, well, like, well, the thing is, that's the weird thing about Tidy. There's hundreds of them. Mm. Like, uh, like, like, uh, prime example is um, trust me, I forget its name. Heaven's Cry. Yeah. Like, there's been oh man, it's been it's been remix of remix of remix on that. Now, yeah. another good thing that's good about Tidy as well is they do like um, it's that the first one they did was Milked. Yeah, and rinsed. I uh, milked yeah. and rinsed, and that was another one called. Um, oh, there's a D. I can't remember what the D stands for. Uh, I know, yeah, 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 but it's basically just a series of their tunes that have been released a million times, remixed again. Yeah, and it's really good, class. Man. Yeah, but um, so you could, do. You want to go over some stories from the tidy weekend? Have you got any? Got, got any little little gems? Um, <laughs> my friend Nick the Greek once uh, Nick on a Sunday Greek. night gave his. Uh, it was Nick Graham from Seaton, by the way. Yeah. He's in Scotland now. Nick, uh, Nick took his jeans off and gave them to Paul Glasby on the Sunday night. And then we found him in the car park on the Monday morning as we were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Class. That's probably the only safer work one I can give you. Like. <laughs> Class. There's these oodles of them, man. Yeah. It was really, uh, the thing is, as well, what really made it like good like when I was younger was it was it was an encapsulated environment. Yeah. You know, the club was there, your bed was there, your room was there. It was like, like no Class. one was bad, do what you like, yeah? Yeah. Um, but it's now I think like I'd be quite happy to get to bed. Um, I, I just want to ask you as well because obviously how old was you know, the first one? Did you say 22, 23, something like 22, that? 23. What was it like going there for the first time? Because like I, I don't know how to describe it, but say you go in there and everyone's hyped all the oh, yeah. the tiny weekend is really yeah, yeah. good, really good, really good, yeah. and you're driving down and it's it's all part of the excitement. It's a long fucking wait to Wales. Yeah, it is, it is. But you're going in and it's like. It's 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 a strange feeling, but it's like you're all going to this this holiday camp for 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 all mutual love yeah, of music. Yeah, the same thing, huh? Yeah, and it's like the the hype's on. When you first experienced the the, the tidy weekend, uh, it, is it, it different to everything else for you? It had it had the same kind of feeling and emotion as the conversation we just had about Ibiza. Right, same thing as well. Same kind, on, on, on same a kind of feeling, I. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's just and again, it's one of those things where it's. It's not like reality. It's yeah. just, it's just, you're just there. And the thing is, as well, you, the thing that was different from a B3 is you're tidy, it's a smaller place you're encapsulated in, and everyone's there for the same reason. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, you get your, your full selection of uh, of all walks of life, of weirdos and people like that, but everyone's there for the same reason. Yeah. And like that, uh, that is just, that, the, the, the atmosphere inside, like, the, and when you're in the club and stuff like that, it's, it's unreal because of that. You know what I mean? And the amount of effort that people make for things like which I don't do because I am a world world's most renowned lazy bastard, right? Yeah. Um, and when I'm going when costumes I'm going, and dressing up and when I'm going like gig, it's for absolute functionality and comfortable comfort. Yeah. I you know. People who have med stuff at home and like shit like that, man, and it's still a lot like that now, apparently. Yeah. I haven't been to like a tidy gig or even a hard house gig for, for such a such a long time, man. But I think it's a good it's 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 a good thing. Like it gives you a sense of camaraderie and and yeah. and, and I, I love the fact that people are so invested in that record because yeah. it is it started off as a record label and yeah. people have invested their whole and dedicated their whole lives oh, to it. Yeah, yeah. You go and have a ratchet around on the on the 
then you just type the word tidy into SoundCloud and see how many people who are DJs have adopted that into their name somehow. Yeah, exactly. Who have probably never played it at a gig, but would <clears> love to. Like, like tidy run a competition every year, every year for people to win a to win a set at the weekend. Mm. It's, it's, it's uh, a very like it's, it's like a, almost like a family style business, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of people who are like heavily invested in it, such and they do like every week they do like Twitch shows. They do it's one on they do Tidy Tuesday, yeah, which is like has Tidy like, Two, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Class. And, do you know something, lad? Um, he's probably he's probably one of my favorite DJs. Like, hmm. go on, he's one. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Um, I'm asking this for a reason. What's your favorite uh, compilation album? Like mix of mix tidies. Album. Oh, no, of, of anything. Ever. Anything. Right. Well, it depends. I've got one that I've got emotional attachment to because yeah. it's more like nostalgia. It's where I discovered sort of things. Uh-huh. There used to be a thing called um, In The Mix, Abitha right. Classics. Can yeah. you remember them? Nope. No. But carry on. Uh, came out in sort of mid-2000s. Yeah. And it was called Abitha Classics In The Mix. And I heard it and it had like, obviously, like all the big trance mm. tunes. I think it's a ministry CD. Um, so obviously they've got a lot of licenses for the tunes. And I heard that and I was like... Oh, this is this is like this is what I heard on Kevin and Perry. So yeah. like, it's all linking together. Right. You, you'll be able to figure out my story as we talk through this leads to this, this leads to this. Yeah. But when I when I heard in the mix of Beta Classics, I was like, this is the stuff of Kevin and Perry and more. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, so I was like, I discovered. Bear in mind, I was only about six years old, seven years old at this point. But I discovered, uh, like, off that, I'd heard. Um, Till I come, um, ATB, ATB, and right. uh, DJ, uh, DJ Bellissima, uh, Quicksilver, yeah, yeah. DJ Quicksilver, Bellissima. Um, what else was on that seat on that mix? Um, that that wasn't on because obviously you had all the, the the Kevin and Perry tunes on like Gear Daddy of Strings yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else was on. To be fair, um, and it just sticks out in my head that these was it mixed or was it just a compilation? It was it was a mixed compilation. Um, and it, it had like um, carte blanche on and stuff like yeah. that like r- really opened my eyes to like there's more to this and I remember this is why I'm, I'm attached to it so much it may, it's not the best compilation ever but I'm attached to it so much because I had a track list in there right and it was the early days of like the internet right and I could go and I could search these artists names yeah. to find more yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I and then I found more, and then someone's done a remix of their tune, so I listened to their tune. Bear in mind, I'm only about eight years old at this point when I'm doing this, and I'm like, just for context, when I was that age, I was probably shitting in my hands and clapping. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I was dis- so say so. I discovered it. Um, I remember above and beyond on a, a remix yeah. that I'd found, and that's how I discovered. Then they did a, a remix of uh, ATB. Um, it wasn't. Till I come, I don't think it was. Uh, sure it was oh, man, can it? Might be. It, no, was it? Don't stop. Maybe. Hmm? Don't stop. I don't know. I don't know. Don't stop the tune. Don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what what remix it was anyway. That's how I discovered who they were. So then uh, I went right on the internet above and beyond. Who were they? Mm. Come on. And then there's people doing remixes of their stuff, and I'm discovering. Oh, I don't like them. Right, move on. Right, next one. And then that's, at that's, this point, that's, that's the wonder that the internet brought, though, isn't it? Yeah, but like, I remember spending. Doesn't it, it seems a bit a bit silly now, but it was when the, the internet was first sort of breaking and coming yeah. in, and it was on dial-up connection. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I remember searching for web pages, and I'd spent the whole evening, and I'd only found about forty tracks because when you hit the search button, obviously take a little bit to load, and then you're loading up these web pages, and then like you, you've got thirty second clips you can listen to because it buffers it for so long. It takes like five minutes for it to yeah, load. Yeah, exactly. Waiting patiently. Yeah. 
And you just you I used to say buffering and then let that load right. And then while I'm looking, I look for the next artist I'm looking for on the list, and and making like this big list of tunes. And then from there, that was my base point. My base point in music was this track list of of twenty tunes on off a of for classics yeah. in the mix. To I had like a hundred tunes that I knew now, yeah. and that's how it built from there. Um, so that's what that's the one I'm emotionally attached to because without that, I wouldn't have discovered so many. See, that's things. the wonderful thing, though. Like, and I mean, like, imagine with pre-internet, you just, you know, all you could have was things like Mixmag, yeah. DJ Mag, and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, there, there's something like that I miss as well, like, um, like cover-mounted CDs. Yeah, like class. A free CD you get on Mixmag. Some of the best CDs in my entire collection was stuff like that. Stuff like Above and Beyond, Laser Kiss Trance, yeah. uh, Jeremy Healy's Clockwork Orange Mix, uh, Paul Van Dyke, the music mix. Uh, the music uh, CD was just a white label, I can't remember. And the Hard House ones, like uh, uh, like Fergie, let there be Hard House. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Halliwell's uh, Bosch. Oh, Class. man, just unreal. Class. And they were just for free on the front of a magazine. Yeah, great promotional tool. And it's just, mm. it's one of them things now, if their mixes went on SoundCloud, you'd just listen to it and that's it gone. Like, it's gone in space of time. If you go on YouTube, there's a page called Cover Mount CDs and... Yeah, yeah. No, but when you're discovering them now, yeah. it's just like, oh, just another sound Again, it's like we were talking about before we started, though, that the availability of everything at your fingertips means that you don't listen as much. If you only had a CD wallet, say, with five CDs, and yeah. you would listen to those five CDs, but now you've got, like, 78 million to choose from, man. Of course, you pick and choose what you want. Absolutely, mate. It's, it's just one of them, isn't it? It's like yeah, hobbies. Yeah. Um, don't worry, we are still recording. I was just uh, just, just checking, just checking. As I said before, we started. Just a recording. little skitty nibble in the back here. I goes, is that still on? Yeah, te- <laughs> techno four. But I seen a red light on there, and I just. Looked in. <laughs> uh, I thought, oh fuck! But it's not. It's recording. Yeah. It is recording. Well, um, the reason I asked you for yours is because I have got one, or I've got two, maybe. The first one is uh, Gatecrasher Transmissions. Right. Pink cover, disc two, Matt Hardwick. Right, and that stick out to you. And, you that know. has that has huge emotional value to me because of partying, memory of parties, and stuff like that. Yeah. And eventually, we um, Ryan Stanner actually got Matt Hardwick to come and play at an insomnia night at Braveheart Memorial in Keswick. Matt Hardwick, Gatecrasher resident, came and played there, and it was unreal, man. And that sounds then, mental, to be fair. <laughs> oh, I did, I, I. Um, and then uh, the other one, which is probably my favourite of all time, is is uh, I don't tell me you forgot what it's called, man. Oh, it was Resonate 4, it was a tidy, it was a hard trance tidy Class. range. Yeah. Resonate 4, the Aslam. Oh, yeah. mate. All the Resonate CDs are fantastic. Aye. Yeah. One of my favourites, though, is uh, what were the German dudes called? Resonate 5. Alpha Zone. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, it's pretty good, that man, because that kind of German hard trance sound is completely different to what we had over here at that time. Yeah. But, like, the Resonate 4, man, and on it was a tune. Um, oh, fucking Steve Hill alone. Oh, heard it there, right? And yeah. a tidy, and it took another two tidies, so it was a year and a bit before they released it on a tidy white. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, mate, it's probably one of my favourite tunes of all time. It was engineered by Maddox, and the thing is, if you listen to it, there's a Phil Reynolds tune called, I think it's Cracking On or Back to Abs, which is almost exactly the same synth pattern and riff, yeah. apart from the change of a couple of notes. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's probably one, it's, oh, one of my, uh, more so than anything, one of my favourite tunes because I had to hunt for it. Yeah. And then another one like uh, um, the excitement of that oh, is, yeah, is yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then another one, um, Rob Tissera from the Dirty Weekender, because Tidy always released the CDs after the gig. Yeah. Played a tune called Rob Tissera, Van of Groover oh. and the Redhead, beautiful like you. Hunted everywhere for this, right? Me and my mate Kel, mm-hmm. um, and we'll go into Kel later if we've got time, because Kel's fucking phenomenally um, important in my musical life. And uh, 
uh, hunted everywhere for this tune, man. Actually ended up finding on a website uh, the Vinyl Groover's email address and email and say, look, mate, I really want this. My mate's moving to Leeds. We're having a leave and doing stuff like that. I need, I want to buy this tune as soon as possible. Like, can you tell me it's anywhere out? And uh, he says, yeah. And this was on a Sunday morning. And he's like, um, on Monday morning, there's, uh, there's four uh, test presses going on sale for like such and such. And I think I paid fucking 20 quid for the record and 15 quid to leave the next day. Cal's leave and do. Never played it again. <laughs> but hey, I loved it when yeah. I loved it when I heard it on the mix. So I loved it, but I've just one of them tunes. I flick it past going, ah, so better. Do you not think? Do you not think, eh, that the the story itself you've just told there is worth thirty five quid? Do you know what oh, I mean? I uh, like the memories of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Hi. But yeah, class. Um, we sort of got lost on a fucking a thing there. Um, I wanted to ask you um, the experience because obviously you were saying about going into uh, you went to Leeds for your first rave and that. Mm-hmm. What was the, what was the, or, or even going to Tidy or a beef mm. any of these things, we'll, we'll talk about your first, when you first went into, we'll start with your first club event, when you walked in, what was the, what was it like for you? Leeds Town Hall is a big, pretty weird fucking place, and I'm sure there's like a big pipe organ or something at the back of the stage, if I can remember correctly, it was just nuts, yeah. I've been to like raves and that round here and stuff, but yeah. it was just, it was just, it was a place I felt comfortable in. Playing the, like, playing the music I like, bringing it on people who like the same kind of thing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just comfort more than anything. What was the first club you went to in Ibiza? We got there on a Sunday morning, uh, like 5am. Oh, this is a great tale. Um, and uh, the first time we went out was on Monday night, we went to Manu Mission. Right. To see Fat Boy Slim. And like, another thing is, have you been to Manu Mission? Have you been to Privilege? No. Fuck off, big, huge, massive, massive club, right? Pool in the middle and a stage, and it was then, and a stage yeah. in the middle of the thing. Uh, dance floor there, dance floor here, dance floor there, balconies and all sorts, right? And then a little back room at the side, which is just open plan with big windows all the way around it. Mm. And then Fatboy Slim's playing, right? And he's not like up on a stage or behind a thing. He's on a little tiny podium that's just as wide as the decks. Yeah. Wide that way. But a step up about that high. Like no a, barriers, like no a, nothing like a, stri- like a stripper's thing. No, no, obviously, it's, it's, it's walled off apart from the little bit you can get into, right? Yeah. But he's just there. There's no stage out around him. And, and like, and I love fat boy Slim. Norman Cook's one of my... Norman Cook's up there. But he is, yeah, absolutely. And, and he's there. just there. I didn't tell you my final five, but he's, oh, he's, he's on there. Yeah, he's just, just there. there. He's, he's just there. It's Norman Cook. He's just there. Yeah. And like, I'm getting goosebumps telling this story <laughs> yeah. now. I'm like, look at that. Right, he's just there. And honestly, well, man, me and my mate Mackie just fucking sat and just, just danced for this whole set, man. I imagine he was playing Big Beat at the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears> I, <throat> the standout tune that I remember, though, is, um, oh, man, and I've got it, and it's so hard to mix into or out of. Um, uh, Scott Groove, Mothership, the Daft Punk remix. Oh, yeah. man, what a tune. Class. Like, and he played stuff like uh, like um, like his remix of the Beastie Boys, and like some, he played some of his stuff from his album because it was around that time of You've Come a Long Way, Baby, but they were more kind of like, Club orientated remix is not the the album cuts if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And it was phenomenal, man. And that guy was like one of my musical heroes, and he was just there. Yeah. Literally, I would I, I could have been dancing this like for me to you, every minute. He's just up a little bit high. It was unreal. The thing is, he's only your musical hero because of Caravan. I love that, isn't he? Uh, well, <laughs> not just that. I mean, there's there's other house Martin stuff that I really yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, uh, like Happy Hour and stuff like that. Yeah. But Caravan I Love, right? <laughs> the video of Caravan I Love, where they're all in the church. Yeah. And they stand up, stand up, stand up. <laughs> and they've got the fucking, uh, they've got the, 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 the crosses shaved uh, in the Yeah, yeah. Classic, uh, class. See, that's the thing as well, right? Well, we've been sat and talking about dance music, but like, You'd be better asking me what I don't like musically than what I do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the list is so much shorter. The thing is, I'll give anything a chance. Dude. I mean, even like, even like, I'll say like I'm not a big fan of bounce, but there is a lot of it that I do like. 
like a lot of it. Right. Well, I don't really Massive like fun of Brad Refresher, aren't you? Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Endorse this man. What I can't get away with though is like hard style. Do you like hard style? Have Some you? of it's okay. Like like a lot of a lot of Gaz West stuff, a lot of Dark by Design stuff is good, but like see like the Alex Kid stuff and that, there's no for me, there's no soul to it. Yeah, yeah. It's very industrial. You know, if it's got to have a bit of soul, it's got to evoke and invoke an emotion other than just the mucky onion face. Though, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's got to invoke. Uh, it's got to. It's got to. It's got to hit me in a way, and that just doesn't for me really. Yeah, um, I can see what you mean. Um, to put it bluntly, like I'm a big tart. I like big vocals. Yeah, you catch me vocals. dancing on a handbag anywhere. <laughs> um, no, I can see where you're coming from. Um, absolutely, it is an acquired taste. And for a long time, I'd never understood what it was. Because to me, I've always been synth based, mm-hmm. and I always like a good chord progression. You can you, yeah. honestly like it's a weak spot for me. Do yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And um, and I just thought like I, I can't remember what I was listening to one day. It could have been like a Kutsky thing, and 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 for some reason, I thought. Ah, this is it. Just someone just clicked, and it was just like I do like Kutsky a lot as well. Though. Yeah, he, he plays a variation. Yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like it's the same with Gaz West stuff. He does, his, his production's really good as well. He'd maybe be on my list. Like, yeah, Dark by Design. Like, like you know, they they, they say there's, the people say there's tunes you shouldn't like. You shouldn't draw a, a mustache on the Mona Lisa. But there's people who have remixed tunes that are amazing. Like the Paul James remix of Tony DeVitt, The Dawn will go down in history. Is probably the best remix of that tune, and probably one of the best tunes ever released on Tidy. But yeah. Gaz West did a Tidy White remix of it. Right. Like and Tidy White was a, just a subsidiary label with uh, the And Gaz West remix of The Dawn is pretty fucking good. Now the thing is, with a synth that big and like and a, and a, a, a riff and a fucking and a breakdown like that, there's not a great deal you can do to it. But he did, and it was really fucking good. And I play that a lot more than the other ones. Um, well, you were talking about sort of harder styles and that. Mm-hmm. I discovered this this girl, and I feel so bad. Oh no, I was going to say I feel so bad. I can't remember her name now. Right, um, I don't know if she produces or not, but she she's a DJ. And someone give me one of her demo CDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't remember who it was. Somebody gave me it anyways, and I was like, <laughs> I put it on, and straight away it went in. And it was this. This sounds like you're not gonna. It just it sounds disgusting, but. If you heard it, you might be, you might enjoy. It. It's like 190 BPM, um, and it's raw style. It's just wow. really like, and I was like, wow. And I went back to it like, like I didn't, I wasn't a fan of it. I didn't like it. Yeah. And she's called uh, Alaska. She's from Australia, so mm-hmm. I don't know how I've ended up with the CD in my hand. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know how it's got to me. Um, and it's a girl called Scatley. Uh, I think her name's Natalie, some something or other. Um, you know, that's like. Oh, I'm not joking, mate. Like. I, I, so I that thing so so, hundred ninety beats really. You're talking about three beats a second. Oh, it's, it's like well, if, if there's sixty seconds in it, yeah, 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 it's yeah, three yeah. beats a second. Right, that's it's, fucking insane. It's insane. How do you like? So do you think that she? Sorry to interrupt you, but she, mm. when she maxed that, she starts at hundred ninety. Do you think it's slowed down? And I have no idea how it's done, and I don't want to know really because it'll maybe spoil the. Yeah, maybe spoilers. That, yeah. Like sometimes I wish. I wasn't a producer because I can't listen to new trance um, as a listener. I'm listening to it as a producer and it's really well, frustrating. The difference, and a lot of people say, so it's not just the same as old trance because yeah, yeah, it's just different because of the, the, the technological restrictions. They oh, have no, I love new trance, uh, but I can't, I don't have the attachment. So, do you know Darren Porter? Yes. Uh, brilliant producer, right? Oh, no, uh, it's Darren Tate, not Darren Porter. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know Darren Porter as well. I don't um, know him, but I know he is. 
he, he produces some unbelievable euphoric stuff. Yeah, right. He's always, he's always on his reels on Facebook as well, isn't he? He'll just be on there. He'll be working on this and play a little bit. Um, oh yeah, I think I'm not sure if I've got about Facebook. You know, um, worth, it's worth it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll check it out actually. But and he's he's one of these people, um, and like I love his stuff. Absolutely love yeah. it. But I, I'm not emotionally attached to like I am with listening to the late 90s sort of stuff. Yeah. It's because when I first heard Adler, As- right, I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know how it was structured. It just sounded good to me. Mm-hmm. But now I'm sitting, Darren Porter brings out a new tune. It's unbelievable. But I'm sitting there analysing the kick through all the fucking bass lines. It's not just that though, it's as well. It's because the stuff from the late 90s has nothing to do with you being a producer. It's, it's, the, it's the attachment you have to the music. Yeah. More than anything, it's the attachment, it's the it's the nostalgic feeling that it invokes in you. Yeah. And it's got nothing to do with you being a producer. I think that he's something that's been like, I've read, and I'm pretty sure I've read it, so if I'm wrong, anyone else can just kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, now, the older you get, your brain your brain is less likely to accept newer music as such. You know, you find yeah. you like less and less stuff. And that's like kind of how it is with me for DJing at the moment. I struggle to find anything that I liked DJing as much as I like DJing the older stuff. Yeah. Every once in a while, don't get me wrong, I'll come across stuff that I do like. But like you know, I it's one of the reasons why I, I don't push myself for gigs in that as much anymore because nobody wants to see me play the same twenty tunes I played last time. <laughs> you know what see, I mean? I'm, I'm the other way around. I embrace new music, but I I, earlier on when I was eighteen, I was like, I like this style and this is it. Like a proper like, I only like beef like the same. Yeah, <laughs> like at least I was like, I had this thing where I was like, I like this, and nobody else can tell me any different. And it's like, it, and. As I've got older, my palate's got wider, oh, so it's right. like. It, it, whereas usually, it, look at look at the well, little again. Like you are like you are a lot lot younger than me. You'll get to an age. See, at your age, I was exactly the same. Yeah, but well, a lot of people get, get like funneled. Yeah. So that, that when they're younger, they'll go. Oh, I went to a drum and bass night. Oh, I went to a bounce night. I went to a hard house night. And then as it gets thing, then they only go to bounce and hard house. Mm. Then they only go to hard house. Then they only go to tidy. Mm. And then it, it becomes so funneled, so niche. Yeah, it's like they only like that and nothing else. Whereas with me, my thing seems to be getting wider. I only ever wanted to go to, when I was younger, like say like Wigan Pier or somewhere like that, right? But then I only found myself, I only wanted to go to Sanctuary gigs or I wanted to go to BTID gigs. And then like that was what I was like, all right, we'll we'll go here and do this. Now I want to go to fucking a random night in Newcastle where there's a fucking bass stage on who everyone's ranting and raving about. I want to see how good he is and I'm open-minded to hearing like, Good example is, I talked about it with Chris when he was on a few weeks ago, Patrick Toppin, a fan, right? Listen to his set, he plays so much, and it's this next generation that's coming through as well, the, the, the 18-year-olds, they, they they don't know much about DJing or out like that, like as an average listener, for instance, and but these DJs are getting away with playing a drum and bass tune into... Yeah. A house tune, but they'll mix it in a in a, in a way that, it'll work. That, that for me, that for me, that's why I like it. It's him, perfect. It's, yeah, yeah, because it's fantastic. Yeah, you're not. So down. my 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 palette's getting wider and wider, and it's like I love my hardcore at one seventy. But then you talk to someone who, who listens to hardcore and they'll go, who's a bit older, they'll go, oh, why would you listen to house music? It's fucking it's boring. And like, I listen to house music, and I'm like, see, I will. I, I listen it. to everything, but it's I think more than anything, right? I don't particularly like. Shopping for tunes is MP3s. Yeah. I used to really like it, but it's boring. Like, it's not like digging through a crate, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, and I, I don't want to... I'm not going to get into this fucking what's better and you're only a DJ if you use vinyl and shit. <laughs> but, like, as well, I suppose, it's... 
the older I've got, right, my I only found out I had ADHD last year, right? Yeah. And then when I, when I spoke to my doctor, I said, look, this is what's going on, and blah, blah, blah. He said, look, all right, we'll put you in for a test. I do it in months. Reading up on it and reading symptoms and things like that, it makes a lot more sense. And the older I've got, the worse it's got. Yeah. So, like, just ratching for tunes. If I'm not finding anything I want in the first three tunes, I'm done. Your 50th is going to be fucking amazing then, isn't it? Mm, when, yeah. you get, when you get to 50 and, and it's, it's, it's really heightening and peaking, mm. be like ADHD. Well, that's the thing, like, it's... it's, it's ADHD, and from what I know of it, you, you have trouble regulating dopamine. Yeah. Dopamine is what your brain rewards you with for when things are good, yeah. like like eating. You get dopamine hit. Um, I can listen to the same song 50 times all day long yeah. and not get bored. Because dopamine hit in my uh, musical collection, guess what it is? You will never get this. The tune right. gives me, give, me a, give me Give me some sort of... Clue. Oh, no, it's no, no, electronic no. music. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just. You can pick whatever you want. Like, and I'm, I'm not giving you any clues because it'll blow your fucking mind. Right? The tune that gives me goosebumps has made me cry. I can listen to it 700 times a day and, and makes me feel amazing every time I listen to it. I don't even know what direction I would go in if I was going to get. Oh, anywhere. It's not going to go down the avenue you think it's going to go down. Right. So with that said, I'm going to say. Right. Off. Off the. Off the top, do you know of what? Head. Do you know what? Just for the sake of everybody who's watching and not dragging this out, it's never forget by take that. Wow, okay. <laughs> right, rave day last year. We're going to, we're going to Solfest, and we've got our own tent and our own stage, and we've been building up to this for months. Yeah. And everything's all sorted. We've been there all week building the stage, and that I am driving around all day listening to take that, buzzing my ass off. Class, no Class. idea why. Honestly, can't tell you why. Yeah, that tune. just your brain's telling you, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like because that's the thing. I don't know if it's dopamine deficient or your brain can't regulate it, but when you find something you like, and that's why people with ADHD tend to hyper-focus on stuff for a short period of time and then you have yeah. a hobby that you never go back to, is because it makes you feel good and you're getting a dopamine hit from it. And like that, um, for me, take that, does it like? Just never forget. Right, I'm not going to gonna lie to you, right? Me and uh, last week, uh, where would we, we... Well, we've been to our mate's house, right? We go around to our mate's every... We've gone down tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this thing, we meet up. Right, this is, this is, what, this is what makes me... Normal, right? To to an extent. Who wants to be normal? No, but, but <laughs> this is my this is my um, taste of normality. Right. So I live. Uh, so I go to my mates tonight. This is this is going to be a long drawn out story. I'll shorten it as much as I can. We go to our mates once a week, or they come here once a week, and I have no musical attachments to anything. I have no. You're not in charge of putting anything on. Yeah, I've I've got no authority of of like, I'm well, I'm organising this night. I'm organising this rave day. I'm like I, a, a lot of people won't realise that watch like the, who just know me as a DJ. But eighty percent of my lifestyle is is life of a DJ. Um, sounds a bit fucking corny, that doesn't it? But but because I've got, I've always got so, like. I think I've got there's some sort of on. yeah. There's always something going on. So, for instance, today I've got a lot of stuff going on because I've got the podcast on. Right, oh. the podcast takes up a, a large portion of my life now. Oh, um, nice. so, recording, like, editing, yeah, driving yeah. to places. Yeah. Um, so, um, and then I've got my I've got a musical um, production session this afternoon. Like um, before, I go to my mate's house. That I'm doing. Um, is that with, with a client or with somebody? Yeah, that is with somebody. Um, so a lot of my my life revolves around all this, um, and it's only more so in the last couple of years since lockdown and everyone started coming back out. And then for whatever reason, it just seems to be. That's Thing is it. as well, like since lockdown, there's been a lot of people sitting at home going, "I really want to be able to do this. 
I really want to know how to make music and I've been sat on my own. And then there's people like you who have been sat on your own or in your house mm. just making a shit ton of stuff and, and then honing your craft. Yeah, I suppose so. But I use this, 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 this is what I'm getting onto. Uh, I think I've got some sort of, of illness of like, um, I wouldn't say illness, but we've got this condition of, mm-hmm. of, I think I've got some sort of maybe Asperger's syndrome or, or ADHD or ADD or something like that where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. My missus hates it sometimes when I'm like, I can't switch off. Mm-hmm. Right. So like we're watching, we're watching Kevin and Perry last night, but I'm getting people messaging me about a night that I'm doing. Um, I've got somebody messaging me about a night I'm playing for them. Mm-hmm. I've got, uh, like production stuff that I'm talking about. We've, I, I Produce stuff with um, John John Guest John G from yeah. Century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've partnered up with him, and we're doing stuff at the minute. Um, I think I seen a post about that the other day. Um, so we're, we're doing that, and um, we've got this project. It's a lot of it's just sitting in the background at the minute. Not many people will know about it, but because I'm constantly doing it in my free time, mm-hmm. it's like it takes up a, a large portion of life. And she's like, "You never switch off." So what I do is, we, me and my missus, we have a we have a a night a week where we do something where it's. There's no music related. There's no, uh, as you say, I'm a big comedy fan. So there's no, I don't, uh, no stand up comedy. No, no, not nothing that revolves around comedy. And I and she she's she's got like her hobbies and stuff like that. And we would just do us right. And then we've got one where we're going to see our friends, mm-hmm. right? And they hate bounce music. They hate dance music, <laughs> right? They 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 are when we were growing up. They were the emos of the school. Oh, I was a child. They was the emo, Ooh. right? So they I love pop punk and everything I've always said it on the podcast yeah. that, so we can talk about pop punk and that, that's as far as it goes yeah, musically I'm a huge fan of, of like that, that era of pop punk it's like, amazing it's like just... early 2000s to, through to like maybe like my chemical romance and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah exactly uh, so that's that's what it's like yeah. so for me I just put my phone down and if I, I might have fucking 50 messages by the time I come come back but for that for that time I'm with my missus on that one night or mm. I'm with my friends that think it's sort of I'm just let me air down a bit does that make sense? Yeah. Sometimes, and I think it makes me have the normal life then, what what I think normal. And I'm sitting there, and we're all having a crack. Say, say that for, for whatever yeah. reason. Like, it was it was mental. This is, this is what they said. I said, it's mental how erratic you are. I said, what do you mean? It's like, you just make erratic decisions all the time. I'm like, no, I, how do, you explain to me. And it's only when, <laughs> no, but it's only when somebody says it back to you, you're like... That is a bit mental, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's not normal. It's comparison. It's just, it's it, again, it's comparison. It, it's people compare. It's what is normal. Like, yeah. It's what is normal. And you, you should never compare yourself to other people. And that's the hardest lesson you can ever get through in your own head, right? Yeah. Because there's always that little thing niggling away at the background. But he's a, he's a perfect thing that we should have, mate. Yeah. I'm quite happy for you and you to come on board and we'll build this and market it together and flog it on Amazon, right? <laughs> it's a relationship saver. It's just a little box. You put your phones in, put a fucking time lock on it. Yeah. I do that, like, as I say, me and my missus, because I spend a lot of time with my little lad and my missus mm. anyways, and my phone's always going, and I reply to people when I can. Do you have the, do you have the, do you have, do you have the noises on? I know you don't have it on now. Nah, it just vibrates. Nah, see, I don't even have that on anymore. I fucking hate the noise my phone yeah, makes. It's I so find annoying. it very, like, I will watch the phone ring yeah. and wait for it to stop so I can go back to whatever I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So for me... Um, the the days where we have the 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 disconnect from the world, yeah. it's like if it's it, that's what I imagine normal life feels like for everyone else. <sighs> Again, it's 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 normality is a spectrum, man, isn't it? It's yeah. To say what's right and who's wrong, but like I, I kind of wish like I never had one of them. I I, I I go 150 miles an hour all the time though. So like, 
there's no gaps in between. So this is what one of our mates says to us. She says to us the other day, there's no one's way out of Florida with, right? And they says, like, they didn't realise how full on I am constantly. It's like, well, explain to yourself what I mean. It's like, well, this is the last time I said I said them last Sunday, I think it was. Yeah. It's like, look what you did on Saturday, mate. I was like, what's that? What, I don't get I, I, just, just a Saturday, and they're, they're like, right, you took your little lad to that, do you know F- uh, Fusion at uh, um, Carlisle? Oh, the trampoline place. Trampoline place, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We went there in the morning, right, first thing, and it, like we got up and, that and, and went went there, so burn energy, it was my friend's birthday, my friend's kid's birthday, so it was, we were there together. It was, it was quite kind of good fun. And then she was like, you went there, right, and then you drove to um, the toy shop, took a little lad to the toy shop, at Smith's. Smith's, yeah, right. But I collect. I've pop- never been there. Like, it's class. Oh, mate, I, I, I don't think I, I, I don't think I should be allowed in. Like <laughs> well, that, that's, like. this is this is this is we're going off on a bit of a tangent, yeah, okay, but okay. honestly, <laughs> like we're, like this this is a tangent where it, it clicked in my head where I'm like, oh yeah, you are a bit fucking mental, right? Is uh, we got to the Smith store and they were doing a January clearance sale on Pop Funkos. Um, I'd get them out, but it's a big job. How many you got? Hundreds. Have you got one of these sell yet? Because the company's no, I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen them. I'm not gonna. Should I, do you know what I thought about doing for my missus, right. right, for Christmas? Getting one of getting one. Getting of one fees. of us, all three of us, and I think that would be good. That um, if you're gonna do that, make sure you're all wearing matching pajamas, just so you can put it on the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, it's disgusting. Ah, it probably is. I do. Yeah, I do don't care. No, not no, not matching. But we we take a lot of picture on Christmas Eve and that, and not not matching. Do you no. not, do you not find that like social media is like a, well, it's probably it's well known. But social media is like, look at me, look what I've got. When really, like, you know, well, there was a video I watched. Real the other life's day, different. Video I watched the other day right, of, of, of Instagram versus reality. Right, and it's a couple of lassies sitting with some wine and some beautiful glasses on a lovely table on a nice sofa, sitting next to each other with uh, with lovely bread and grapes and olives. And then the camera pans around, and it's a living room with kids' toys all over the shop and an absolute tip going and a big plane in the background. Exactly. Yeah. See, for me, right, I I think this podcast has helped people under like like. I really like Brad. I really enjoy him. I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a great person or like that. Oh, you are, but, though. You are, though. No, but people people messaging saying, saying you, you're you much more than I thought you were. I thought you were just like, I'm a DJ, that's it. It's because on Facebook... One-dimensional character, that's what it is. Yeah, huh? yeah. I'm very one-dimensional when it comes to social media. I'm like, because I don't... I've got nothing... I've got, like, opinions and that I might put out now and again, stuff that might get you banned, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, like, I'm we'll very one-dimensional. <laughs> I'm very one-dimensional when it comes to... to Right, this is my new new tune. This is something I'm working on in the studio. That, that's, that's as far as I go, really. But when people watch the podcast and like, oh, he's into Star Wars. Oh, he likes this, he likes that. Oh, he's actually quite quite a nice guy. It's like he's got more going on than yeah. Like, I'm a DJ. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was telling you about this. I see we just go off on fucking things again. Uh, we're uh, I went to Smith's Todd doing this clearance thing, uh-huh. and uh, when it comes to pop fun calls, this is another thing that people won't know about me. I, I, I've uh, do you know do you know Adam McGurk? Aye. Yeah, yeah, right. So it, me and him, we met through music, right? I love Burgos, like, yeah, disappeared on social media, can't get rid of him these Yeah, days. well, I've got him on WhatsApp, and we, we talk oh, on the... I've before we get there. <laughs> we're shout out to the guy. Yeah, nice lad, eh? Uh, Good lad, Berg. He's, he's going to come on here one day, but obviously he's just uh, doing his own stuff at the minute. But I don't know how it happened. He messaged me one day about one to do a gig, and I, uh, I was like, right, no worries, whatever, I'm up for it. And then for whatever reason... We ended up talking about pop funkos, and I was like, oh, "I collect these." He's going, "No way! I've just started collecting them." So, mate, we message every day about fucking back and forth about fucking 
pop Funkos, and then I was like, I showed him my collection. He was like, "What the fuck?" Like, because it's like I, I, I only collect stuff I'm interested in. Whereas you see some people, and it's like, "Oh yeah, I'm so cool. I'm I'm so indie. I've got this." Uh, like and it'd be like something like obscure and I'm like you don't even know like you don't even like that if you like Pokemon and get your Pokemon ones fair enough so like I get all the ones I'm interested in but I'm interested in a lot of things so what's, it's like what's your favorite what's your favorite one then what's your or what's or what's the have you got like rare ones or anything like I've got rare ones yeah um so I went I I paid so this is another long winded thing but um Hot Topic do you know Hot Topic in America yeah 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 they did a, a short run of these wrestling ones that I wanted I'm a big wrestling fan obviously. Right, and they did. These are three independent wrestlers that I've got, um, and obviously they weren't. They were on short. They were in Hot Topic, and I think yeah. they were on like five thousand or the med or whatever. And I got I got these ones shipped over, and I paid well over what they were worth. But like, yeah, it's great. Um, I could probably go and get the one I've just got in America right now if you want me to. Uh, he can, and I'm game. Like <laughs> I'm game is out. Right, I'll pause it. I'm good because I need a wing. Hey, just a little break between the between recording. Uh, I just wanted to get on to you about that. It's time to refresh a free birthday event that we're running. But basically, I've put on a free party, and it's got it's unbelievable lineup. I've dropped the flyer right now. We've got from A to Z, if I can remember rightly. Um, it's Andy Kelly. Uh, then we've got myself. I've also got General Bounce, and last but not least, we've got John G. Really looking forward to this lineup. Like it's all for free, and that's at Club One Three Five, um, Whitehaven, and it's on Saturday the twenty fifth of March. It's time to refresh. First birthday, get on it. You know it makes sense. Uh, back for part two of the podcast. We had a we had a break because we were start, talking about pop funkos and stuff like that. Oh, um, so what happened was uh, obviously got this this collection of, of things. So when I went to Florida a few weeks ago, um, just do a couple of bucket list things. You know what I mean? So for instance, um, go to Galaxy's Edge. Yes. I'm gonna. I'll fire the picture in. It's really good. Uh, oh, there's, it's so such jealous, a good experience. Man. Such a good experience. Um, well, you know Brent, don't you? He messaged me when I, I put a picture up at Galaxy's Edge on on Instagram. It's like, mate. I was like, yeah, I know. It's it's good. That's part. Of, like, so the the long story gone short is. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll get into our pop funk thing in a minute. Oh, we'll we'll just go on to, to <laughs> so many different fucking tangents. Mate, 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 do what you want. The um, thing is, it's like a wild dog. You can't give it on a lead. Just let it on the <laughs> So what had happened was, we'd went to... Uh, mates I was talking about, we were going to see what, weekly. We just... I, I said, you know what? I've never been to America and I'd love to go. And they, they went the year before. And like, go on, then we'll go. And I was like, oh, yes, get in there. <laughs> and I was like, so we're sort of talking about things and whatnot. And it started off as, uh, I want to go I want to go and do um, like a Route 66 type thing. Oh, yeah, I want to like see that. America for what it is and what um, what it's all about and stuff like that. And Did you see any school shootings? No. Well, you missed this, out, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, got, I've got a story about that as well. Um, <coughs> And and this is this is what I was getting at. So I was like, I want to see America for what it is, and I'm glad that it went from that mm-hmm. within five minutes. We're going to Disney parks. Aye. 
Right? No, well, I, I, I was like, no. <laughs> like, really? Man, I don't think that would have been my first thing. For America, right? I wanted to, I want to, for me, I've, I grew up fucking, I would say pretty poor. Um, I didn't have much. Mm-hmm. But it was always when you watch the films, I always thought, oh, maybe one day I can go to America. You know what I mean? And it was always looking at like the rough streets of like uh, New York. Or say, say Home Alone yeah, yeah. 2. Have you yeah. seen that? Yes. Right? Wow. Right? What a hole. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a hole. <laughs> no, but um, come here, young man. Oh, no. man. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it looks rough around the edges, but yeah. it's like, it's seeing larger than life that, things. Like, that like six block area around Central Park. Exactly. Is like, yeah. It's like one of the biggest... Most populated places in the world on Manhattan, in, in, well, in America, yeah. isn't it? And like, I grew, I grew up right, and this is this is, to America. So, so listeners can understand where I'm coming from. America, in my head, was always you got your Southerners, which mm-hmm. is like your Texas, like yeah, 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 yeah. that's what in my head was what it was off the Simpsons, you got right? A pretty mouth, boy. Yeah. So the Simpsons was 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 uh, mm-hmm. what what I saw America as. Home Alone two. Mm-hmm. Um, friends mm-hmm. and and the. Well, a bit like the, the office. Yeah. To me, that's that's what America was, and it seems larger than life. And like you see these big Empire State Builders, and I just wanted to just stand at the bottom, just like. Aye. I think. Oh, be- and <laughs> the other thing that it, it, when as a kid, this is fucking disgraceful when you say this out loud. In fact, I don't even want to say on the podcast. You wanted to throw a penny off the top of the Empire State Building? Didn't no, you? I didn't. It's worse than that, mate. It's much oh, worse. You Right in my head, what 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 America was like was um, I used to just sit and watch news reports of um, 9-11. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, no, but like mm-hmm. like when I see it and I, like you watch documentaries, you get to see like all angles of like yeah. the the of what uh, it's of actually like. Happened, yeah, 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 yeah. So I wanted to go to like Ground Zero, and mm-hmm. apparently it's meant to be when you go there, it's because it's surrounded by cars and every, like um, roads and everything. It's dead noisy, but when you get there, it seems to be. It. A gory, eerie quietness to it, Cause, and because it, it's it's um, where the two the, the the footprint of the two buildings is now like yeah. uh, like an infinity kind of pool thing, isn't it? Or yeah, a, or some sort of waterfall effort. So that was to me that was what America was growing up, and I didn't know anything about anything else. Obviously, you see like um, NBA games; it's all it's always larger. Like we we're talking about what, that pro, the programs you were watching earlier off pod, mm-hmm. and it's like the adverts are just mental. Where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's to me that's what America is. It's like yeah. over the top. The crazy thing about them as well is that like because it's private healthcare, you can go to your doctor and ask for anything because you're paying for it. Yeah, you know what I mean? You've got to go and like, and that's why they were saying they have the adverts for like testosterone therapy treatments and things like that man you know and go and ask your health provider for such and such <laughs> and you know what I mean you just hello I got my doctor say doctor um, I'm putting on a bit of weight I can't be a muscle mass I'm 40 can you give us a shot of testosterone may I ask get out yeah. and in America they'll go I no worries we'll put it on your insurance yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous well anyways um, the thing that I'm glad I did it this way so next time I go I might go and do see a bit more of America mm-hmm. I'm glad I did this because I was in a, a controlled area of America, mm-hmm. I got such a culture shock that it, it blew my mind. Like it, it really blew my mind. Like salties. So I thought, right, um, this is how I look at America. I thought <coughs> the people, the, the place is larger than life, but mm-hmm. the people are just like us in mm-hmm. a different climate. I didn't realize how much culture was different. Example being, right? <laughs> I, I, I I've got so many examples, but this this is the one that shocked you the, the biggest, most. The then. one that shocked me the most, right? So we're going to Disney first day, going to excitement. You can see the Disney sign. You're going in, and it's, everything's fairly normal and stuff like that. Um, and I'm going in, and we park. They put you in these parking bays. The fucking 
there and you've got to walk to the, get this like it's like um, a train on wheels oh, yeah, you're yeah. on about it's like connecting links and you go to there because obviously it's the closest you can get and then they drop you off right at the gate yeah. so I'm getting in there put my little lad in got put the pram in put uh, all of my mates and that are getting in and we're there and I'm sitting and she's going, this is this woman on a big giant speaker, um, uh, speaking there. She's going, right, uh, can you keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times, just for health and safety reasons? Um, and if you have any um, weapons or firearms, please could you just go and put them in the glove compartment of your car? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and I'm looking at my missus, and she's looking at me. I'm like, what the fuck? Right, then this fella's getting out. I got to put the guns yeah. back in the car. Got to put the guns back <laughs> in the car. I'm like, no, right, right. There's a couple of things to unpack here, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the gun laws, you believe it, what you want to believe. State to state, it, or yeah, it, yeah. Is it open carrying in Florida? It's not open. It's clo- closed, concealed. So right. they, they had them, but you couldn't see them. Right, right, right. Right. So I was just like, wow, right. <laughs> so, so my thing is, right. This is the way I see it, and this is this is. This is the most mind blowing part. I'm going to with my kid to a Disney park, right. a, a Disney park which is aimed at children. Universal, yeah. maybe what more. What is it called? The happiest place on earth, right? Why yeah. are you taking your gun? Yeah. Why? Why a parents or people who's going there taking a firearm to a Disney park? Mm. And I'm there like school so, shooter. So I've got school, a big question for you about it, like school did, shooter, school shooter, school shooter. <laughs> did you see any gangs? Because there are gangs in Disneyland, like motorcycle gangs. Without the motorcycles that all wear cuts and things like that. No. Oh, honestly, I'm not that I've noticed. Oh, I'll, have, I'll send you a little article after this. Uh, there's, there's, there's all sorts of Why them. are they around at Disney? Because that's what they do. They're, they're Disney gangs. And uh, and they have like, they wear cuts and things like that. And they, they buy like a year long ticket and they go whenever they want. And they have oh, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. That yeah. I, have, uh, I did see that. Fucking I, nuts. I wonder what you meant there. I thought you meant like Hells Angels. Oh, or just no, but, yeah, but, they wear, <laughs> but they wear those kind of yeah, motorcycle yeah, yeah, cuts, yeah, yeah. don't they? They're one, they all invest these. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the one that got me was, uh, that's what they call them cuts with, mm. the, with the sleeves cut off. Um, the one that got me, the first piqued my interest was Sons of Anakin. Right. <laughs> because it's <laughs> like Disney Bottom I like that. It's mental. And I imagine that only kind of blossomed because of the birth of the internet yes so you, that's where you can you can go and meet all your mates who are in this fucking motorcycle gang or this gang at Disneyland all wearing your vests and that it's cool isn't it's, it it's barmy it's keeping barmy people off the streets as well <laughs> yeah um, but like so, so for instance that you were saying about the, the gangs and that we were queuing up to see Darth Vader right do you know like mm-hmm. the, the the experience yeah, yeah. thing so then it's 45 minute wait and there was this woman and she was dead like enthusiastic towards Disney and towards Star Wars and I'm like oh this is cool this she's talking to the woman in front of her she's going so what's your name and where are you from uh, I've got this Facebook group and we're, we're, we're massive fans of, of Star Wars where she she called herself like a Star, a Star Wars alight or something like that it was like a really like oh, cheesy wow, word yeah. right and it's like we've got 40,000 members do you, you want to join a job she's, and she's like literally there just recruiting these people and they wear these badges and like what I, I I feel shit that I can't remember the name because it was a really good name. It was like it was like um, it was a a rebelite or something like that. Yeah. We're all rebelites, and if you're in this gang, you've got rebelites. It's a bit like the cult of Tidy Boys, like yeah, yeah. like like the, the, the. On that subject, did you know they brought out a book called the Cult, the cult of Tidy? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Um, but I feel like they've had too much mention on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's advertising for free, you know. Yeah, no, I'll be invoicing you, sir. <laughs> no, but it's one of the it's one of them where it's like it's it's just. Insane. So, anyways, there was a couple of things on the bucket list I wanted to do. Wanted to go Galaxy's Edge. Wanted to. Uh, wanted to do the Harry Potter world and stuff like that. So also. Was that in Disney or is that in Universal? Oh, fucking man, no, it's in, Dis- it's in Disney. 
Right, because I don't understand the layout, because there's Disney, right? So what encapsulates... Does Disney own Warner Brothers, then? Uh, or is the Harry Potter uh, thing I just that, Disney? Oh, no, uh, still no Universal Harry, Potter, Harry Potter's at Universal. All right, is there a still, Sorry. like... So, Disney's obviously one big park, and then there's is Universal Studios a no, big park? No, Disney's three parks, mate. Fucking hell, really? Yeah, so it's in three different ones. So there's Animal Kingdom, oh, there's... Yeah. Uh, what, I don't know what there is, but right. it's, it's all spread out. Uh, but it's all in one big area as such. You go through the one gate to get into it, and you're in there no. the whole time. No? No, it's in three different areas. Have you got to buy tickets to go into each one? Uh, I'm not sure how it works. We, we bought the, the, the one for people from the UK the, the they get and, yeah yeah so then you get your, your park tickets for, for Disney then you get your Universal ones mm-hmm. uh, anyway so there's a couple of things I wanted to, to do um, I want I wanted to see so I wanted to go to uh, an NFL game I did that I went to the Hula Bowl that was really good what is the Hula Bowl? it's, it's um, so it's a Hawaiian um, it's a, a derby match for from two Hawaiian teams right and they get all the best college football players in, in America to right. put for this one Hula Bowl Cool. And what an experience that was! Like as I said, everything larger than life. Oh, yeah. And uh, they do they do matches in quarters, so it's every fifteen minutes. So uh, like ninety five players on each team. It's or, it's eighty like. something players on each team. Eighty one players, I think it's something like that. Well, but on on in both teams or in one on one team. On one team. Fuck me, I was so they're swapping and changing. Because yeah. you change because you love you love have offense and defense, don't you? Yeah. Do you know something? My memories of my earliest memories of. American football was trying to play John Madden on the uh, <laughs> drive. Fucking rock hard, man. It's 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 hard in person paying attention. Mm-hmm. Like so, I was watching and I was like, so they stopped the play, and then they played advertisement on the big screen, and it's like uh, you were saying about get your health insurance now. <laughs> and it's like it's like oh my god, this is this is well, a they culture. Do, they shock. do it like they do it for um they, they stop the game for for adverts and that when it's on TV now as well. Yeah, that's what that's what they were doing. So uh, it was it was playing along with the TV. Yeah. Bam, so it's it? It, what you see on TV is what you see on the big screen, um, and yeah, they're enthusiastic about it. My other thing was I wanted to do was I wanted to go to an independent wrestling show. But what, what I mean is I wanted to go to a gymnasium where oh, there was like mate. ten people there, and, that, and I, we did it, and it was I'm, fantastic. I'm going to be talking point of view after that, like, oh, well, mate. there's a f- couple of things to unpack on there, and then yeah, we'll we'll unpack these. I'll show oh you. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about that? Um, so basically. I was looking for these independent wrestling shows and I, I found one where I knew a couple of lads on the lineup and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go to this. It's at a place called Kissimmee. It's just south of Orlando. But it's where uh, I'm going to get a little bit of correction on this if, if, if there's anyone watching it of this of this um, descent. But it's where all the Hispanic workers mm-hmm. live. So they, they it's cheaper living there yeah, yeah. and, the, and the, where all the workers are from mm-hmm. the parks sort of live. Go there. And it's like the glitz and glam of Orlando sort of dying off. And it's like it's starting to become look more like, say, Cleetamua, for instance, yeah. where there's like estates and stuff like that. Yeah, so you're yeah. going there. I'm going to this gymnasium in South Kissimmee, and it's like it's getting less and less holiday vibey. <laughs> so, and more and more, am I going to get mugged vibey? Um, <laughs> The thing is, I never felt like I never thought, oh, this is rough. This yeah. the thing that's ticking in the back of my head the whole time is gun laws are legal here. Gun laws are legal, and in my head it was just gun laws are legal here, mm-hmm. and it's like who, who anyone can carry a gun at this rate. Um, so when he was pull up at this gymnasium, and I'm thinking it's like who's gone? Have he's all gone? Or just no, two? just two of us. Right. Um, because I said to my missus, "Trying to go wrestling? Do a fuck? Nope. I'm not going to a gymnasium. <laughs> Honestly, what an experience. Was it good? Eye? For good and for bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Got in there. We were the only English-speaking people. Bear in mind, we were only English people in there, but there was no Americans. It was mm-hmm. all um, Hispanic crowd, mm-hmm. and they were all chanting. Well, let's let's uh, let's get that correct. The Hispanics are Americans. 
No, okay, just, sorry. Yeah, come on. Sorry. Not, all Spanish speaking. Apologise. They're all cancel culture on here. But they were all Spanish speaking, so they were doing the chants and that in Spanish. Uh, and we were like, wow, this is. It wasn't what I was expecting. And was it, was it, how big was it? Like, what kind of what size of a crowd? About a hundred people, hundred fifty people, uh, maybe. It was. It was a nice atmosphere. And then he was uh, there watching, and the show kicked off, and it kicked off with midget wrestling. Mm. Oh my god! Hey, what if you want a way to start a crowd off? I was like, what the fuck have we come to see? This is this is <laughs> right. But honestly. They were they were so interactive. It was unreal. Like, well, come on, and this lad, he, he, I think he, in Spanish he was called whatever, but he translated to like the chicken man. Right? <laughs> so he was a midget chicken man. He was going around like booking. He had like a chicken <laughs> on his arm. Fucking mental. Anyways, we, we watched this show and got really good experience. Like uh, authentic, I would call it authentic. Mm. Like scum. Like do you know what I mean? Like it was just just a, a worn out gym and. And it just, but everyone there was there because they loved it. It wasn't because they'd gone to watch the latest WWE mm. show and they don't really know what's going on. These lot were so in tune. These 150 people made it feel like yeah, exactly, 10,000. Yeah. Yeah. So who's your favourite all time favourite wrestler, wrestler? Favourite wrestler of all time is a lad called Kenny Omega. I don't I assume you'll know who that is. I do not. Because do. you don't follow wrestling. I but, do kind of, because this is what I was going to come on to next okay. before we do the Funko Pop thing. Okay. Because, um, have you watched uh, Tales from the Territories? Yeah, Mate. fantastic. Unreal show, right? And have you watched um, have you watched the Nature Boy doc that's on ESPN from years ago? Which one? The one about yeah. Ric Flair, the old one. And there's a new one called Woo. Right, probably favourite wrestler of all time? Got to be Flair. Flair. Got to Flair, be Nature Boy. Like. Flair's, Flair's re- a really, really, like, he's up there, definitely. T-shirt, I've got the T-shirt that says, uh, what is it, uh, um, Kiss Steel and Wheeler Deal and Jet Flying. Yeah. Going, class bit, one of my favourite T-shirts. I was going out with a girl at the time of board, just like, you are not wearing that out anywhere with us. I was like, why not? Well, give me two claps and a Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the docus, man? Because the first one's just I've, about him. I think I've seen it, to be the, fair. The first one is, is done on ESPN, and I think, is it 30 for all the, the series was called, and he's on there. Have you watched the Andre the Giant one? Yeah. Oh, that's phenomenal. But that's the, 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 HBO, that one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, HBO, yeah. but these ones are ESPN. The first, well, the first one's ESPN, and then the, the, the second one, which has been released just before Christmas, I think, is, uh, is on... Is it Hulu or whatever the WWE network yeah. owns? And honestly, man, I fucking love Flair. What a guy! Like we 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 talk about these things, and it sounds like very erratic and we're changing the conversations and stuff like that. But like uh, we're talking on, on the Flair subject. He did he did the Stone Cold sessions. So I was oh, saying I fired a bit like? of a. What it's is it? really is it a podcast good. Or is it a it's TV a podcast, show? so you watch it like like the people are watching uh-huh. it, and uh, it's the only person I've ever seen who can sit there have a conversation. And you're really drawn into his. He's got his Apple Watch there, his Rolex there. It's, yeah. I've never seen someone wear two watches uh, at once, and he's the only only motherfucker in the world who can pull it off and it looks smart as fuck. Anyone else? Like, what are you doing, you weirdo? If you watch, like you watch him when you on the documentary, and he's talking about drinking and that. He drink, he drank every day. Yeah, I follow the thing. So I was saying about having maybe having a bit of ADD or something like that. If I've got obsessed over something, I will watch every piece of material that ever existed. Right? So when you're saying, have you seen these? I've watched them a couple oh, yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. documentary in particular you're thinking of. Yeah. I've, wa- I've watched it a few times. Like, yeah, I'm, me too. Is Disney Plus, that one? Is yeah. it Disney Plus? I might have just watched it, like, on a legal thing. I will know, but the, the new ones, the new one I've only watched once, but I fucking really love Flair. Like, yeah. it's just phenomenal. It's, you, it's only when you look at that documentary as well, and you look at the later parts of life, you realise how much 
he has affected other things, other sporting things like the woo. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like do you know, like oh, I, it's a culture thing, isn't it? Oh, absolute, well, absolutely. Well, there was a tune that came out that was in the, like number one in the American yeah. charts. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Ric Flair drip. Was yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, uh, favorite wrestler of all time is Kenny Omega, um, but a close second is Bret the Hitman Hart. So there's not only um, uh, you know if you watched uh, Tales from the Territories, you watched what's it called above the mat or beyond the mat? Beyond the mat, I talked about when he got screwed over by Vince. Oh man, and yeah, anyone you thought that everyone thought that was such a good like tale and a good story and a good story, yeah. but it wasn't. He was, it was fucking real, raging real. with it, it, wasn't he? I punched him. He says you got one free shot of me afterwards, oh. and he fucking punched him. Mm. I mean, I've got a couple of listeners in the bounce scene who who were wrestling fans, and they're going to be absolutely wanking over this conversation. <laughs> one, of, one of my favourite ones though from uh, from. Um, uh, Tales from the Territory was talking about Canada, talking about Brett the Hitman Hart's dad. Now he was a proper college Stuart, wrestler, yeah, 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 yeah. And like you know, if you got you down in the dungeon, that was it. You were fucked. Tortured, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. And he could get you by the finger, and he'd on the finger, he'd have you tapping out and squealing, man. You'd think, fucking hell, you must have been an absolute fucking legend. Like loads of people have came through the the dungeon, like the British yeah, yeah. bulldog and that. Yeah, they well, went he, was, through he the... was married to his sister, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah uh, there's him. a lad who watches a podcast, yeah. and it's. Uh, British Bulldog's nephew. Uh, shout out Craig Smith. Hi, Craig. <laughs> um, and seen your dad wrestle at Glasgow when I was like six. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was uh, it was one of them things where it was. It, I think we, we got talking about, about wrestling because you know I was interested. And we were down at Clash at the Castle. Did you know that event? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Cardiff, and he was he, he was on the floor with with the rest of the the Smith family, like the British Bulldog family. Yeah. It was class. Yeah. That's phenomenal, man. See, Probably. I've always liked it, man. I've always had stick for liking it, especially with my dad. My dad would come in and go, "What are you doing watching this? Grown men, yeah. tiny shorts, covered in oil, touching each other." I'm like, yeah. so what? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it's not real. I, mean, I know. <laughs> but, you think, but you think him jumping off the top of that ladder through that table doesn't hurt? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not. It's not that it's fake. It's for a want of a better term, it's choreographed. Yeah. All these things hurt. You yeah. know what I mean? All these things hurt. You know, no matter no matter whether it's a soap chair or not, getting whacked on the fucking head, but it's still going to hurt. Absolutely. They've all suffered from mad concussions now, don't they? Yeah, With yeah. brain injuries and that. Yeah. I do love uh, I do love The Rock as well. The Rock. Yeah, he's oh, got so wrong. this brings me on to the story I wanted to tell you before. So Years and years ago at Christmas, we used to buy each other a £5 Christmas present. Mackie bought me this glass, frosted WWE glass with the rock on and it's the old school rock with the hair and the orange yeah, hair yeah, and the jacket yeah. on I've seen it, it I know which one you're on about for, I've, the rest of them don't had it for years mm-hmm. loved it just enough to hold a 440 can of lager yeah and after about 10 years it got dropped and smashed heartbroken okay, so, where was this where did this happen now? Hmm? Where, did, where did this happen was it you who dropped it no it was it? not I'm sure it was a girl who I've seen it was one of our children oh heartbroken <sighs> yeah I, Anyway, um, so anyway, a couple of months ago, got a few quid in the bank, and I'm like, "Wonder if I can get one of these." Start ratcheting on eBay, can't find anything. So I put a post on Facebook saying I really want one, and then I get a fucking, I get a message from Matthew Manning. Big shout out to Matthew Manning, legend day. Manning, just to me, mate, I'm a huge member of Billy Collector. I can get you one of these. eh? He says, "What are you willing to spend?" He says, "I'm not asked, mate. I just want one." eh? £25, most I've ever spent on a pint glass ever. Came a few weeks later, mate, and do you know something? Nothing in recent history has brought me as much joy as drinking a can out of this glass, mate. Class nostalgia, really, yeah. And that's the thing, you can, you know, my mum was like, 25 good, what are you doing? I said, Mum, nothing's made me this happy in ages. And like, you know, and it's just, it doesn't matter what it is, you've got a little thing that makes you happy, go for it and don't let anyone tell you any different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout out Manning's as well. Uh, I might get him to come on the pod if he's up for it. Um, Manning's he's, got, he's got from some stories there, do you know what I mean? One of my favourite memories of Manning's is, right, I'm going to play at uh, Mile Castle 
was it Milecastle 66? It was called something like Anyway at Carlisle for Danny, for Danny Maudlin, big shout right. to Danny. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I know you're right. And, um, yeah. Is this when he got waterlogged? No, no, no. It might, but that might have been a Friday. Okay. I was playing on the Saturday. I've gone to work at the tax office on Saturday morning, right? Because I worked there and all the way to work, it, and so I didn't have to go back to Big Rig and forgot me tunes and had to go back to Big Rig anyway. But mm. <laughs> Manning's messaging me and putting stuff on Facebook saying, You got that thing you play, don't you? Can't wait to see you. I've got a pocket full of pennies. I'm going to scop at you. <laughs> <laughs> Class. <laughs> Class, like. Uh, I love Manning, like. Yeah. What's in your bag, Brad? Oh, what's in the bag? What's in the bag? This this could be a feature on the podcast. <laughs> what's, what's in, in the, the bag? bag, Brad? So what's happened was, uh, if you've just tuned in now, uh, basically we were talking about pop funkos and then you were asking about rarities and stuff like that. Um, I actually, as you've seen at the top of the stairs, I haven't unpacked from Florida oh, yet. Yeah. Even though it's been a few weeks, I live an erratic lifestyle. Uh, I don't really well do when I've got kids, mate. Um no, it wasn't about my fucking erratic lifestyle as, as myself. But um, so I these, was trying to brush it off on the kids. Them, <laughs> I just um, these are some of the things that I've, I've some of the collectibles that I have bought while I've been in America. So we've got uh, you keep minting box kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. All my all my popcorn clothes. This is a Cody Rhodes AW uh, thing. Wow. I feel sorry for the audio listeners right now. But this is uh, I've never seen one of these in the UK, so I thought I'll get this so one. How many interchangeable legs in that? Yeah, I'm not never going to open it, so they're never going to be changed. I just. It looks nice. <laughs> um, but the one that I've got that we're going to talk about... Uh, it's never even been unwrapped in the new... Yeah, no, I had to... Yeah, I had to um, I'm, I'm honoured, mate. Somebody's <laughs> going to be absolutely creaming themselves over ADMSR right now on the audio because it's just a lovely little crunchy sound. Brad's uh, just unwrapping it slowly. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened was, there's a, there's a backstory behind this... Um, we went to Hogan's Beat Shop. Oh, was uh, he there? No, uh, he wasn't. Ooh, but uh, I'm kind of happy he wasn't. I don't like the guy. I think he's oh, a prick. Know. I think he's a complete and utter prick. Oh, um, we'll touch on that later then. We will. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just not a very good human being. Is he not? That, that, that doesn't work for me, brother. That's that's his favourite line of using. Doesn't work for me, brother. Mm. Don't want to lose to somebody. Doesn't work for me, brother. That's the, I don't that like when that. You watch, when you've watched a lot of stuff on him, you realise that it, when he became the figure that he was, or the figurehead, yeah. he was not happy about uh, about like anything. Yeah, anything. Anything that didn't him all the time. Like, yeah. So what had happened was we went to the, the thing, and in Hogan's Beach Shop there is other stuff. There's not just Hogan yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I just thought, I'm, I'm here. Why don't I just just have a look? And we look around. I've got pictures in the ring and that, like an absolute fucking tool, uh, holding the the uh, winged eagle gold belt. You know the original from the the, the, what, uh, the round, well, yeah, yeah, the round. But yes, got that. Uh, like. And then they had the fucking the charge me twenty dollars for the privilege, man. But fuck mm. anything to make money in America. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking around. Got myself a NWO t-shirt. Got me. Uh, got me uh, a few different things. And we were looking. There was loads of signed stuff. And I see this Pop Funko, and it's NWO, it's um, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan. And they all signed it. And no, one of them signed it, it's, it's Hulk Hogan, it says Hulk Hogan, NWO for life. Well, uh, dude, that is quality, man. It is, yeah. It's probably just going to go on eBay, because I don't even like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I love so. that as well, though, it's still got the Walmart sticker on from where he bought it. Is it uh, yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. When he's, got, he's, he's got bought this signed it and then tripled or doubled, uh, tripled or quadrupled the price. More than that, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. I won't even be rude and ask what it costs no, you then. No, no, I, I don't mind sharing. Uh, it's got the Hogan Beach Shop sticker on, mm. so it's authentic and stuff. Oh, aye, aye. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's it for anyone watching. That is uh, like. That's probably my most valuable Pop Funko. So that's to answer your question from an oh, hour yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot right, that. that's, that was the, the question. Uh, and that was... 
I wasn't going to get it, but my missus was like, you're only here once, and yep. even if you just resell it, you're probably going to make your money back. And then uh, some. And then some, because they are quite hold, hard to get hold of in the UK. So, uh, so just from having watched uh, numerous programmes like Porn Stars, and that, do you have the... Is there any authenticity that goes with it to say that it's definitely him that signed it? It's got my picture fucking there. Well, right. so right. I, I don't know right. if you, it's official authenticity, yeah, but, but you know what I mean. Because you always get that, don't you? With, with like autographs and stuff. Yeah. So I've got my picture with with her, with her, like the fact that it's on the, it's got the beach shop sticker and all that on will probably add to the the, the, the yeah, gravitas. Yeah, yeah. They want to say is the word yeah. I want to use. So, um, so yeah, uh, that cost uh, two hundred and dollars. Pound. Pound, right? So I don't, I don't know. I, 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 uh, That's the thing. Stuff's only worth as much as someone's willing to pay for it. Willing to pay for it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put. I've seen it on, online, and it sells a little bit more than that. <laughs> but, but, Happy days, then. But yeah, that was that was my that's my my rare pop Funko, so to say. Um, it's not one that I want in particular, but I mean, you're there. You have to buy it if you were uh, there. Exactly do you know what well, I mean? Exactly so, right. so yeah. Uh, that that was my, my pop Funko collection. I've got a couple more, but I don't think you'd be interested. Which one's your favourite? My favourite one? Mm-hmm. My Kenny Omega one. I, I love Kenny Omega, so, <laughs> so it's... it's you're going to have to educate me on Kenny Omega when this is finished, lad. He's like, he's uh, got a Mike Tyson one. Obviously, we were talking hot like, boxing. Oh, mate. Uh, have you watched that uh, on Disney Plus? There's a, a series called Mike, and it's, yeah. based, it's taken from a it's, stage show he did. Yeah, yeah. It's only about six episodes, but it's hilarious. Um, and I've got uh, the Doc with Helmet from Back to the Future. Oh, wow. So the, the, these are just things I'm interested in. I like yeah. I like Back to the Future. I was a bit gutted with, with, um, when I went to Disney Disney this time. Was it Disney Universal, maybe? I, don't, I can't remember. The one that's got Back to the Future, I think it's Universal. Yeah, yeah. They've really like cut down on Back to the Future. There wasn't much of it there. I was a bit gutted about that. But there was other things I enjoyed. Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so we went proper on a tangent with this, but... Yeah, um, so who's your favourite wrestler of all time? Got to be Flair. Flair. Got to be yeah. Flair, right? And if not Flair, then oh, I don't know who, man. And maybe, and maybe have to go Stone Cold. Uh, maybe Stone Cold on HBK because it's got to be. You've got a Stone Cold look about you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, he's got a look of me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, obviously. Of course, obviously, there is of course Dwayne Johnson who wakes up every morning, looks in the mirror, and thinks, "God damn, I wish I wasn't a poor man's all <laughs> Class. <laughs> That's what I keep telling Jay. Like, I've got my little body right into like my my relationship with my daughter is it's gold. It's gold. You, you can tell um, it's unreal. Like, and I've I've went through a very early phase with her because I love cartoons. Right, you know, yeah. I do, and I love shit like that, man. And I'm not growing up for anyone. So she started watching Paw Patrol and Jake and the Monster Machines and stuff like that. And uh, and then so I started moulding and watching stuff that I like. So now she watches Teen Titans Go. But we've advanced on from that. Now she loves American Dad, The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, Let's do the one future armor, and uh, she loves stuff like that now. And um, I forgot why we got onto this subject. Watching, well, just watching things that you like. That you like oh and yeah, yeah, like. yeah. So that's I've, I've molded her. I watched stuff that I really like. So I'm starting watching movies and things like that now. And then she wants to watch horror movies in that, and I'm terrified of horror movies. I'm <laughs> in the world. But watching Jumanji, she loved that. Like, and then both of them, and that's what I was telling her. Like, I look at the rock; he's just a poor man's Al Lockie. Like, what do you mean, Daddy? Looks not like you. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, I'm going through this this thing with my little lad at the minute. He, he's, he's 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 four in a couple of weeks. Oof. So you keep the pop phone calls away at a distance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm saying I can't show you them now because they're actually put away. Because yeah, it's it's because it's... there was that video of a guy who had a Hot Wheels collection that was the biggest in America, and his lab was just going to rip them all out. Well, he got hold of one of them um, when he was really young, and he got he was a Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair's daughter, yeah, yeah. and 
luckily it was only a little like five pound one, but he had that open in it. He was chewing on the head, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then the, the and then the, and then the box was just in bits, and I was like, "Thank God that wasn't my Hardy Boys. It was sitting right next to it." Uh, yeah. They've got to be aware. He's a reasonable age to understand it. If you come, in he here, knows now. They, he, well, he calls him Daddy's Toys, so he knows not to, not to touch Daddy's Toys. So now he's going to grow up thinking, "My dad had toys. He'd never let me play with the bastard." <laughs> hopefully, I'll inherit them and make a fortune. Because um, I can't see myself selling them, to be honest. But um, I, I like the fact that you know you're keeping them there. She's telling me, she's like, wherever we go, there's going to have to be a space for these. It's like that in vinyl as well. Like, I still, she still shouts, but, so, I was you never been, you never touched these records for years. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, mine out a few years ago and sold a few. But there's a, there's I a I, I, so I did, I had a couple of doubles, but, like, I just, when I've been buying collections of people, and I've just, like, sold them, but I've never sold a record that I haven't had twice. In so. fact, I tell you what, you even bought some of them, you even bought some of them dinky ones. I did, yeah. I, I, bought don't thin it out and I don't think I'll thin it out any further like. um, but basically um, my delivery man has got a space because he knows I get 12 inch vinyl delivered oh, yeah. not 12 inch dildo 12 inch <laughs> <laughs> what, the fact that you had to like justify that <laughs> you're not telling us the whole story yeah, here, yeah. Well, no, right well, he knows the difference between well, a dildo and a, and a just and a, a frog yeah. slip there lad eh? yeah. um, <laughs> so he comes and he's like he, he knows that the, the thing and he puts it in a certain area I'm going to tell you where it's at because then everyone will know anyone who, know, who lives yeah, local will be like I'll be looking in there yeah, uh, so he's got a place where he puts it because he knows that they're, they're, they're a valuable asset to me and a while are you back, buying you or are you buying off Discogs and stuff Discogs is my friend um, are all of yours listed on Discog mm, I started to but fuck me it take, no, take ages there is like an automatic feature now where you just type in a couple of like things and it will come up but it's just putting putting them on and it would be easier know. if there was an ability to just scan it yeah scan, scan it as that's what I was thinking oh there's an idea for an app <laughs> there will be one out there I just don't, I haven't oh. used it so anyways there was a, there was a thing a, a while back of my missus was like you get stuff delivered like so often it's like, I'm like yeah yeah it's like there was a point where he was coming with vinyl like four times a week right and and I was just running out of space so I have cut down a little bit now Um not to drop our kid in it, I've had stuff delivered to my house, but still it is because of the vet. <laughs> <It's laughs> Just so you know, Reg. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope you haven't made it this far in the podcast. I, I hope the wrestling thing bored you off. He's just been, he's just got in trouble. Chris gets records ordered and sent to my house, Reg. <laughs> I'm going to clip this and just put it online. <laughs> Die, yeah, do it. We'll tag it in, it'll be class. Uh, I would say, like, it's been a while over, I'm sure. Now. Oh, uh, don't start fucking covering your tracks now. <laughs> nah. Um, but yeah, so that's that was that. So I, I do. I've got a really bad addictive personality when it comes to things like that. So I've got my pop fun clothes. Like our back room, I don't know if you've seen before when I was outside, but I'm actually converting the garage into a oh. podcast studio. So it's going to be a uh, podcast, and I'm going to have a music um, nice. production and stuff in that in that uh, in there. Okay, you can go for a wee. <laughs> We're back for part three soon. Uh, back for part three because he needed a piss again. Give uh, me a huge bottle of water, man. <laughs> You're flying through it, to be fair. Hi. Uh, we'll go on to the questions. Uh, apologies for last week for Gibby's episode. We never done the questions, but it was we got so far into his story and it was just thing. We haven't really even touched on your story, mate. That much but, we've just but lost you control. Know I'm happy that we just got to shoot the shit. That's what yeah. I think it's for and I like it. I'll yeah, I prefer it. On. I do, I prefer it. I hope let me back on. Yeah, part two. Uh I'd like to do a double up episode with you and Chris. Or <sighs> something like that as well. I think that would be an interesting oh, watch. See it's very funny because uh the other week where well, we were somewhere and my cousin was down and our kid'll tell a story about something and I'm thinking 
It's not all I remember it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, two different... But it's good like that, because it's good to bounce off each other with questions. Like, that never happened. Oh, that happened. Oh, I remember uh, that. Like, oh, no, fuck, I forgot happened. that. I know, it did not happen like that. It was me. It was, no, it wasn't even me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, all these analogies you've been saying, and it wasn't even him who said it, it was you. <laughs> no cancel culture going on. Uh, <laughs> um, so, these are the questions for this week. Yep. Um, people, if you... Uh, Want to ask a question on the pod? Uh, I never announce who the guests are until I've recorded, so um, it's hard to. Because I've got a question over there. It's like, can you ask so and so this? And I'm like, they were on the podcast ten oh, episodes so ago. Just, so you just want like random questions? Anything Excellent. you want. Uh, I like random. Um, there's, there's like, a, there is a favorite, trend. Like, what's your favorite way to cook bacon? Yeah. So there is a trend, right? Well, what's the trend? Come on, tell me. The that. trend is. Music, obviously, and uh, food. Food's food's a big part of this podcast. Yeah, so mate, I could, we could have a whole separate episode just me talking about food. Yeah, yeah. So, how'd you cook your bacon? Um, pan fry. Pan fry. The only way to go. But because of because of the situation I told you about off part about the meds I took last year and they put a balloon up on way, I'm on bacon medallions, and right. I've even since then been looking more at turkey bacon. Right. Because turkey bacon's amazing. Because have you tried turkey ham? Yeah, turkey ham oh, nice. Turkey ham's I know I tried turkey bacon, but I don't turkey think... Turkey bacon is good. Turkey Not bacon will replace bacon in my... Turkey bacon bacon, bacon is, is like... It's good for the weight loss situation I'm in at the moment, like. Yeah. Um, but what so, I tend to find is, because it's lowered in calories, I'll just eat as much of the calories in the same as bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's a good plan, it's a good plan. I, I do that with leek. <laughs> just sit there and chow the leek. Oh, honestly, like 3,000 calories, What's your favourite kind of soup? Soup? Um, and I, do you make homemade soup? I make homemade soup, yeah. Oh, me too, man. Um... Too. There's a couple, like, nothing will be my mum's soup, even though I w- a lot of people wouldn't say it's great. It's I think it's a nostalgic thing, I think, uh, like, um, but my favourite kind of soup, right, is my favourite soup I've ever had, I'm going to sort of go off another tangent here, but do you know in Carlisle, do you know, um, do you know where um, Costa is? Yep. So if you go behind there, it's like a French baguette place. Oh, I know what you mean. Right? It's like mm. two two floors. Yep, with yep, yep. Right. French onion soup out mm. there. Oh, my word. French onion soup is good. Like. Yeah, it sounds very bland. So he'll it, ask you a question, you know, if you're a proper soupy or not. What do you do with a chicken when you finish eating it? The guys in the soup, obviously. You Boil the bones, make the stock. Yeah, class. Good lad. You've got to remember, I've worked in a re- I worked in a restaurant for ten plus years, so yeah. it's like. See, my, my old boy always used to make it Christmas. He used to make this tomato soup, man, and I love tomato soup. Even Heinz tomato soup, still love it. But this soup, my dad would only make it Christmas because it was otherwise it wouldn't be special. And, was uh, it the turkey by any chance? No, no, it's tomato. It's tomato. I know, no, no. Was it the was it the turkey stock? Like no, 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 tomato. Um, um, so he told me that I wanted the recipe for years, but he said I'm never giving you it because um, you'll make it all the time and it won't be special at Christmas. So he gave me the recipe. With no fucking quantities on it. And then he did tell me, he says, I will whisper them to you on my deathbed. He says, what if you get fucking knocked over by a bus, Dad? Now, God love me, Dad. He actually died of motor neuron and couldn't talk at the time when he died. Oh, so me and my mum went to make this soup at Christmas, just gone. And here in my dad's recipe book is the recipe. No fucking quantities. <laughs> tell you what, my mum made it and knocked it right out of the park. But my mum makes, my mum makes uh, carrot and lentil soup, man. Oh, so it's just nice bag of lentils, bag of <clears> carrots, <throat> onion, Ham stock cubes, boof, that's it, man. Oh, Class. got to grate the carrot in, though. Nice. Mm, that's amazing. texture, like. And then mm. I'll tell you what I really love with it at the moment. Um, Morrison's do these cheesy chia batters. Oh. I've had them. Uh, oh, I mate. I like them, I do. Bit of real butter in them and that, just in Class. your soup. Oh. I put mine in the oven, like, um, so they're nice and hot. Like, uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Well, I whack, them in the, I whack them in the oven in the air fryer. Mm, also, how good are air fryers? 
Air fryers is, is, a, is a new popular trend, and I've been on the vibe for years. And I have you, man? Yeah, I've been on the vibe for years, and I, and I, I just can't get my shit right. I think it's because I've got a small air fryer. It's only like the size of a gammon joint, the, 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 the mm. holder. See, mine's right. about that size. It's about five litres or something, I think. Mine I think mine's litres. less than... And when I put chips in, then I can never get them crispy. Like, you see these people who are like... At the minute, there's a trend online, and it's like... Yeah, air fryers are the way forward. They're, they're amazing and absolutely fantastic. And they should put a picture on them. They've got lovely crispy chips. I can't get mine to do it. I, 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 there's like, there's just no go between. So I'll do it, and they'll be having like they're soft, but then oh, they're just burnt, but still soft. It's what like, temperature are you doing them at? Really high. I don't then cook them, cook them really. Well, I was doing it low, and they were just well, like, soggy. Cook them in the middle. In. Cook them in the middle. So, the, well, what I think it is, I think I've got a small air fryer, so it's not getting enough like air going through it. Not getting enough. Uh, yeah. So it needs air to like. But I don't know if that's yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's my problem with air fryer. Uh, how I have my bacon. Back to that other subject mm-hmm. is right. The perfect bacon is. Pan fried, right, mm-hmm. and put them under the grill just to crisp off on the top. See, my, my mum buys streaky bacon, and my mum every morning will have a, every other morning will have a croissant with streaky bacon and maple syrup. My mum's bacon, right? We were saying my mum's a hard woman before. You could pick up my mum's bacon, drop it, and shatter it. Class. Oh, it's crispy. I'm all, I'm yeah. like, I can't. I, I don't. No, know. I, it's not my favourite way, but it's still nice. Any um, bacon? But yeah. Bacon's like sex, uh, you know. Any bacon's better than no bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the the podcast is literally just it revolves around food, and that 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 it tends to be Brad, like, and it's something I've talked about in the past. And it'd be like, what do you think of this food? What do you think of that? Oh, what's that mm. this type of thing. Have you watched any of the podcasts before? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you will notice it does. There is a loose thread always like. connecting to food. See, it's my like it's one of my favourite things in the world. Food excites me. That's what I was telling you before before we started. Man, what what have you? What, what did you have for tea? Is probably one of my favourite questions to ask anyone. So I'm just going to put it out there. Obviously, it wasn't the podcast. We're going to have a new feature at the end of every podcast, and it's Al came up with it, and I think it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, and it's called "What did you have for tea last night?" <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, and, I, and it's going to be on every episode. Well, now. it's my favourite. It's my favourite question to ask anyone at work. Right? We get to work when I was working on site. At like seven in the morning, I'd be yeah. in the office, man, and people would come in and they'd be like, my mate would come in, like, all right, Paul, lad, what would you have for tea last night? Oh, such and such and such. And then I'd tell him, and then someone else would chime in, and someone would call him, well, you fuck off, I'm starving. Yeah, it's conversation <laughs> start, and you don't realise how good it is. Yeah. When you said to me, he was like, wow, <laughs> it's a good feature. So we'll start with the questions. Yeah. Uh, hi, lad, for you, who is number one DJ or MC in the scene right now. That's from Craig Hunter. In your scene, you... No, and no obviously me. Uh, I'm number one and everything, but excluding me, right? In the in the, in the, in the music industry, who, who's killing um, it for you? Who's the number one? Well, uh, Lado from the Thrill Seekers killed it on New Year's Day, so we'll go with him for the moment. But that'll change. Does that change changes. daily? Yeah, that changes, changes daily. Uh, I'm, um, for number one for me right now... Um, who was the last one you saw? Last day, yes, so... That you really wanted to. Not that you went to for a gig, you went to see. You've, you've caught me off guard here, you're like, yeah. fucking... Um, Flip the script on you there, lad. Right, uh, It's not a gig you were paid to go to, or a gig you were playing at, you said, I'm going to go and see that DJ, because I want to see him play. The last night out that I went, um, I, I popped my head into soup for um, <coughs> a bounce night that was on, Um I didn't go up to, to go on judgment for the crack mm-hmm. and blackout crew were on. Um, just, I, just, I wouldn't necessarily go um, usually, but that's the last time I went out without being paid. Um, let's see, fucking hell! Right, so before that, so we're in December. So that was in December. Um, 
didn't do. I was see because all my gigs in between. I don't really get the chance. So I've, I like I had a gig on last weekend. Right, this is this is a nice little fucking story. You like this one? So I had a gig on last weekend, and the guy knew it was the night of the Royal Rumble. Who put me on? And he mm-hmm. said, "I've put you on nine till ten. Warm up, mate. Is that all right?" You like thinking I might be like think. I was like, yeah, that's sound, that'll do me, no problem. I know you can get on for the rumble. So I got home, no, sorry, got there, at the gig, and he's like, I hope you don't mind, mate, but I, I seen it Raw Rumble, and I put you on. Uh, shout Bon Lee, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he, and he says, I know it's a rumble, and I put you put you on first. So I was like, that's sound by me, right? So I got to play loads of warm-up tunes that I like. Yeah. like but it's and, also phenomenal that that reputation, that reputation has preceded you to this gig, yeah. and the guy's like, <laughs> yeah, I know we've got Brad on, and it's going to be a draw, but I'm going to put him on first. So like, no, it's a rumble. That's Classes, fucking quality, it? mate. Yeah, it's, it's quality. Quality, really, really like thoughtful thing to do. Yeah. Um, but it was his missus, missus event as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember she, uh, before I was leaving, I did my set, and I obviously stuck around for a bit, having a crack with a few people. And I was talking to a, a, a lad that I hadn't seen in years. Um, and I was saying, I'm sorry, mate, but I'm gonna have to sort of shoot off if that's okay. I need to go and watch some um, sweaty men in a um, rub each other up um, and throw each other around. And he's going, what? He looked at me and he went, and it was like, do you know when you see see somebody in say, I know we're back on do it again, but tidy. So they've got a tidy jumper on, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you just give them the nod, or a wrestling t-shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you just give them the nod. Right? He looked at me and he went. Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, I went, yeah, mate. And he went, oh, he went, class, oh, man. class, mate. I respect that. Nice one. And then that was it. That was the end of the thing. I was like, like phenomenal. What's, so, he, what's your next question then? Because well, I'm, we, I'm, uh, I'm conscious of the time because my mother, God love her, is at the hairdressers and I'm going to pick her up because the train's off. <laughs> um, right. So my, my number one DJ, um, I want, who I want to go and see is I want to see, um, Patrick Toppin, so because because of his variation, I would like to yeah. see see him. So that's one. Um, last DJ I seen that really blew my mind was John G in um, Sand Street Carla, but that was a paid gig. Uh, oh, sorry, I went to Soulfest. Millsy played an unbelievable trance set on the Friday night. It's fucking awesome! Big shout out to Millsy. Millsy as well. Oh, oh what a really fucking great set that was. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. So I'd have to say um, Toppin. I think. Nice but, one. Nice one. Um, Next question, uh, is there anything you could change about the way you DJ and what would it be? Uh, smashing the podcast, and that's from Mafia Reed. Um, kind of wish I'd just played more different styles of stuff, and I'd, or I'd had the opportunity to play more different yeah. styles of stuff. Like when, when I was younger, I bought, like, I've got a, I've got a lot of drum and bass on vinyl because it's so fun to mix. Yeah. It's like mixing happy hardcore, you just cut, it, cut yeah. loads of it in because there's so much happening and it happens so fast, but mixing three, fours different isn't it yeah. it's different it's not hard it's different yeah. again the hardest thing ever is mixing Italian for me yeah because it's the knowledge of the tune you've got to know um, if I could change anything it would be not to people please um, oh, er- yeah, early yeah, on in, as well early on in my my, uh, my my career I was I was always like people play, playing tunes where I thought it would be oh this day, look at the DJ so next to me I like this tune I wasn't looking at the crowd whereas now I just do what I want and I enjoy it so I sort of have changed that. that's what good mine stuff, would be well, these are fucking we're going quick fire around here we're yeah. playing through these uh, and last one food one for you as well what's one sweet from back in the day that you could bring back and secret. that's a secret secrets you know uh, secrets yes I can um, secrets no they were, they were just continue. They, they one disappeared, didn't they? Yeah, that was from uh, Andy Matthews, Andy Matts, uh, good, regular good Andy lad, regular contributor yeah, to the podcast. Secrets, now. The, you know the one because it was all the chocolate like wispy cocoon ground with that chocolate mousse in the middle. Oh, 
Alan, what about you? Right, um, so I w- I'm going to change the question a little bit as well, but um, one that came to my head straight away, and I've got a little quick story about this I'll, I'll fire out, is Mars Delight, right? Oh, they were like the kind of crispy one, weren't they? Lovely, oh, crispy wow. in the middle. They they just stopped for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Right, so I've got a little... I don't even know if I can put this in the podcast because it's quite a horrible thing to do, really. But I'm, I'm, I've got a six sense of humour, so I don't care. Worse, much worse. Much, much worse. And I fuck, I'm just going to tell it right. So, big shout to my, my mate Annalise. Um, she's absolute, like, diamond day. One of my best mates. And um, a few years ago, in 2016, um, she had a, a brain tumour. Right, this, you can see what direction this is going in, can't you? I've got a fucking oh, six out of the humour. And I hope she doesn't mind me talking about this on the podcast or out like that. Um, but... Um, so she went. In, she went and she had a surgery. Everything's okay now. She's she's uh, she, like there's a couple of things that like a, a balance has been knocked. Obviously she's had brain surgery, so she's a bit out of balance and that. So the what equilibrium. Equilibrium. Sorry, he's off. Yeah. So right, uh, and I'm really sorry, Annalise, but uh, I'm going to tell this story anyways. Um, we were talking, getting nostalgic about cola cubes and chocolate bars from back in the day, and then we got onto the subject of Mars Delight, and I got all worked up and over-flustered, maybe the ADD or whatever, and it's like, I want one, and I got emotional, right, and I said, right, so, so I set up an email account, and I emailed um, Mars, um, and I put a picture in of Annalise, saying, oh, <laughs> said, this isn't where I thought it was going, this is better, <laughs> so I said, I said, um, hi, um, me and my friend Annalise um, has been having a bit of a, a nostalgic throwback of, um, of of great chocolate bars, and one that's came out was one of your Mars products, the Delight. And I, re- I really, really professionally worded it in the best way I could. I says, "My friend, I'm, I played on their emotions, you know, like just to see if they would do something." Mm-hmm. I said, "My friend's had been through a hard time recently, and she's had a brain tumor, um, and she's recovering, and." One one of her wishes would she would love to have would to bring back the Mars delight, right? <laughs> and then I signed it off and everything. And I just, and do you know when you just forget that you've done something? Right. Forgot I'd done it. And then like weeks later, I thought I wonder if it ever got back to me. Check my junk box. Mars had got back to me. Sorry to hear about this. Um, hope your 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 friends okay in great recovery and stuff like that. Um, and it was like a little deep detailed thing from this last. I think she was called uh, Marie. Uh, saying like um, from um, Mars's uh, marketing team, um, we're really sorry, but they weren't that popular, and we will not be bringing them back after they were discontinued. Um, but never say never at the bottom. And I can't believe I played on my best mate's, <laughs> my best mate's uh, illness to see if I could get a chocolate. Did you get bar. a little free though? Nothing. See if you'd have done it. For, if you'd have done it on social media, they'd have sent you something. Right. Um, we'll, we're going to tie the podcast up because I know yeah. that it was a thing. But one last story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just done this because I seen it on um it was pre TikTok and everything like this was years ago this was about two thousand and two thousand ten maybe but I seen online that somebody had complained and got this thing it was on um uh, like this morning anyways I uh, I got a pot noodle a, a, a chicken and mushroom pot noodle the best ones by the way absolutely yeah there is no other right so <laughs> I got it right and I opened it up. Uh, and I thought if I thought it felt a bit light, but obviously it was going through the time where everything was getting a bit lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crisp packets were small, etc. And anyways, I opened it up, and there was only the powder in. 
Only, there was no noodles, just the powder. And I thought, right, they're getting it. I thought, I'm going to write a letter to them and everything. And I put addressed it, just as a bit of a laugh at the same time as well. And I, I took photos, went and got them developed, right? <laughs> <laughs> this was what it was. It was pre, like, sort of that. Uh, and I sent a letter to them, right? And one of them things I forgot about, and this was months, I'm talking, it was like, I'd done it in the winter and in the summer. Um, my my granddad had messaged me, uh, had rang me and said, um, there's a big parcel here for you. What, what, um, have you ordered anything? And I was like, no, no, whatever. It's, I says, just, uh, just oh, leave it. I forgot about it. Then. Yeah, I'd forgot about it because it'd been months. It'd literally been, it was the summer and I'd sent it in the winter. Um, and anyways, I got back and there was a big apology letter from Pot Noodle. A golden wonder or whatever. Uh, uh, I can't remember who was, uh, owns it, but it was like, uh, we, we, we're really sorry about this. Um, there was one or two that that has complained. Basically, our machine had, had been dropping yeah. the noodles down yeah. the side of the conveyor belt rather than, it's a big explanation, He's a complimentary 24 king-size pot noodles. Oh, wow. Like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> oh, get in, mate. That's Plus, what flavours? Uh, just chicken and mushrooms. Because oh. on, on, on the letter... That's an absolute yeah. damn matter. On the letter, right... I, I went into great detail but saying, you only I, like love, I only like, um, I think I should be compensated in some sort of way. Mate. I was only about 16 or something at the time, and I was just like... I never thought I'd have it. Was tw- I think it was 24 I got. And it came in two big things, right? And do you know what? It got even better. On the top of the packaging of it, um, so the co- company that owned Pot Noodle, it, um, sure it was Golden Wonder. I can't remember time, who yeah. it was. They also owned all these other things. They give me a £10 voucher as well to go and get the things. I've got a bag of chocolate Mate, and that with it. It's nice. Class. I don't think you get that nowadays. You get it if you complain on social media. Is that what but, it is? But I'm going to save that story for the next time. Right. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to tie things up today because obviously we know you need to get away. So what did you have for tea last night? Last night for tea was chicken wraps. Chicken wraps, followed nice. by a Nutella sandwich. Probably not the most healthy of teas, but it was well worth it. Yeah, uh, two I... chicken wraps, uh, two chicken wraps, garlic mayo, um, and Tabasco, um, and a bit of cheese. Lovely. Oh, it was. Uh, uh, what did you I, had, I had I uh, had beef in black bean with. <sighs> Yarn chow fried rice, and I had barbecue ribs as well. Sexy man, like. <laughs> and see that bag of Reese's there. So obviously coming back from America, I bought loads, but loads of sweets back. Um, so there was a big bag of sweets that I went through last night. A big bag of Reese's pieces packed. It's like what is it like, like five hundred or eight hundred grams or something like that? And I just fucking tanked a lot. It's class. Class mate. Oh, chocolate and peanut butter were made for each other, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, right. The the big question that I've wanted to ask you before we tie this up is what if you were getting the electric chair because of something you said in your cancel culture vibe that I'm getting off you, right? What would I be getting? What would you have? You can have a starter main dessert if you really want to. Uh, starter would be a black pudding tower. Uh, with, shit, uh, but nice, nice, what nice. Mean, shit, don't Black pudding, black pudding, no thanks. Black pudding tower, we'd, uh, we'd, uh, so it's black pudding, black pudding, Stilton, black pudding, Stilton, bits of bacon. Uh, peppercorn sauce. Replace that with beef burger. I'd probably... I'd, uh, Ooh, but, but for afterwards, mate, I would have to have probably... I was thinking about Wagyu steak, but do you know what I'd really want instead? I'd want a triple smash burger with American cheese in it. Pickles oh. and a lot on it. Like I haven't had breakfast yet, you know. Neither have I. Neither have <laughs> Pickles and a lot on it. And then mm, for dessert, nice. you'd have to go back to the 1990s because I'd want Sarah Lee double chocolate gato. Mm, nice no question would definitely be smash burger and fries if they can't do a what fries burger, by the way we're going for what fries how'd you have fries like skinny fries I'll go for skinny dirty fries to be honest with you probably pepperoni topped 
Nice. By the way, a big shout out to Noah's Place in Agreement who do the best pizza, the best uh, chips with, uh, and, uh, with, with with pizza top chips, pepperoni cheese, and uh, and tomato sauce, all of them. Oh my god, that we're doing that tonight. Oh, oh no, I'm and, not and, it and it comes in a big pizza box, and they only do it on Fridays. And the weekend. Right, this where, 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 where I'm doing it. <laughs> I didn't even know this. I didn't know this. I've been, I've been, but I've never seen that. Yeah, they that. do. They do it. Is it new? You can order it. No, you can. I've got it. I was getting it during a lockdown at my mum's. Mm-hmm. You can order it on the app as well, so you can go and pick it up when it's ready. Oh my god, class! Unreal, shout Noah's place. <laughs> uh, big shout Noah's place. Anyone you want to give us for free for this punt? Also, big shout to ETL and Quirky. I don't want to have to pay a membership this month. Oh my god, you can't be advertising me. How about you searching for advertisers? How about you searching for advertisers and you're fucking fraud gyms out there? But hey, it's best gym ever. Mm. Best gym ever. Okay, what's that? I'll get on to Eat, train, live. Right, yeah, I'll be on to you for fucking. There's <laughs> <laughs> some convent for getting a free no, shot. No, I'll be on to you because I'm, I'm actually so, so, sourcing local uh, things. We've got one confirmed <coughs> advertisements. Sorry, I'm going to be putting advertisements in, but it helps. It helps keep the. It helps the keeps from. it going because uh, I'm going to give you some behind the scenes before we tie this off. Mm-hmm. What's the drink you'd have, by the way, before we? Would it? Um, it down. Doesn't uh, need to be alcoholic. Chocomel. Chocomel, nice. Mm, Chocomel's unreal. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, so this podcast so far has cost me. I'm not going to give you exactly. It's in the thousands range, right? Is that buying gear or traveling and that as well? Uh, buying the gear, the travel, um, advertising, because um, I put a lot into advertising. That's how it's got a little bit of traction um, thing. So um, without going too much into it, I put a thousand into it. So. Um, you should sign up for Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh. £3 a month. Costs less than a fucking large chocomel. It's two is that, yeah. yeah. So, so there you go. Uh, sign up and you won't even notice it going out your bank. Um, because it's not like a begging for, for thing. But um, keeps the lights on. It, ke- it does keep the it keeps, keeps the lights it on. Going, it allows you to travel further afield to talk to more varied guests. Oh, go on, man! Um, hey, no. I'll start writing up your wee scripts. Please, <laughs> it'll be unreal. But the thing is, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm still going to do it regardless. But yeah, yeah. Um, the more that goes into the Patreon, the more I'm gonna. So I'm doing Patreon exclusives and stuff like yeah, that um, for members. Um, so there'll be like bonus episodes. Uh, there'll be there'll be little. Vi- I'm gonna get a little. Uh, I've got a friend who's a, a videographer, and I'm gonna get them to, to do. We're gonna do like challenges and stuff, like maybe eating nice. challenges, big big stuff like that. You remember when Al Chris ate uh, beans and uh, Weetabix and cheese uh, over lockdown? Yeah, <laughs> I can. He'll be giving us stuff like that. Yeah. Like- so as I say, getting people on and stuff like that. So yeah, sign up a Patreon for that. Um, where can people find you? Have you got any mixes online? Nope. No, you haven't? No, no, no. You, you had one on. Yeah, it wasn't one of mine. That was one I spent ages finding on SoundCloud. I'll, do you know something? I promise I'll get to that this No, year. I thought you put, bit of, you put a mix on, I'm sure. The Big Al summer or other. Was it before lockdown, maybe? I don't know, maybe. It's floating around on SoundCloud. I'll try, try to find a link. Good lad, good lad. Um, where can people oh, find there'll be loads, there'll be loads, There'll be loads of our mixes from the shows on uh, on the 4Play uh, uh, SoundCloud page, which is 4Play DJs. Uh, I also have to shout out our... Uh, Mixcloud as well, which is at 4Play DJs, uh, our socials, which is 4Play, and I would be amiss if I didn't punt it at least. We will also, we're currently on hiatus from the radio at the moment, but we are yep. looking to bring it back later, and we will be at Soulfest this year on our very own stage. Come and see us, say hello, get a pat on the back, slap us on the face, whatever you want. Yeah, bank Especially holiday. go and ask our Chris for requests. He loves that. <laughs> bank holiday weekend, uh, August bank holiday. Yep, um, sure yeah, and it, it's just it's on the Cumbrian coast. It's uh, fantastic as well. Get there, really good experience. Really, really 
chilled out vibe to that. Good, a good uh, vibe. If you want to bring the kids and that, fantastic. I'm getting on to Soulfest for advertising. I talk about Soulfest a lot on here. Good, good. <laughs> um, I'd like you to come and play, but they just don't. They just don't have that that genre at the moment. Yeah, I'm telling you, I I play house music. You I, play house music for us. Then. The last Chubby Tunes event was um was I, I started at one twenty and finished at one. 170 I think maybe. My man like, I'm going to have to do right. something Thank you so much for having See us See us later Thank you people for watching and listening <coughs> And uh, giving me a platform to talk tripe on 